hotter than average. Take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above, I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy. You know, one thing I could never relate to is how people enter relationships because they feel like the person has potential. They're going to be working their way up and being big one day. Let me tell you one thing about me. I ain't no damn ride or die. Oh, no. If you're working your way up, let me know when you make it. Okay? Because I'm not trying to struggle with somebody and go through the mud. I'll meet you at the end. Let's, let's exchange numbers when you're the CEO. Okay? Potential? And out of that, my heart, yani, it just vibes with what's happening now, you know? What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having tits. Definitely having an ass. <laughs> you grab your boob and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over or pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. And I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here with another youtube live stream shout out to the coach gang for being in here being involved and being active on this youtube channel and welcome to our show this is the wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the free agent lifestyle channel we are back in here with a great 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 topic over the last couple of years this this new phrase has been it, uh, been put into the lexicon. I wouldn't be surprised if this phraseology was in the Urban Dictionary. I didn't come up with it, um, and it's been it's been around for a long time. Let us just say that. Uh, but uh, it's been highlighted by uh, Kevin Samuels is the high value male, the high value man, in which there are certain criteria that men must achieve in order to be considered high value. And in that, I came up with a rebuttal to that. Not a rebuttal against him, but a rebuttal to that. And I said, caution men. High value men are typically high value targets. And because uh, of that, people think I have some sort of beef against him. I think we are good. We are good opposite in bookends for you guys to uh, find your way through life. And here's the reality of it. Here's the reality of it. Men, oftentimes in this space, they call the manosphere. They call the red pill. They call uh, the black manosphere. They call it um, any one of these type of spheres. Uh, what the ultimate thing an overriding theme of all of our philosophies are, which we're welcome to have different philosophies, right? Pick up, 
All right. Um, men's rights. Men are just a concerned about parental rights and all that stuff. But the overriding things of our videos is that we're trying to provide men solutions to their issues with women. All right. So that's basically it. So there's issues with women. Men are providing solutions to those issues. Like my solution is, I know you might not believe I give you a solution. You're like, you keep just telling us what to do. And all. you know, there's always a guy that says that. And I say, every time I, I present a story, the ultimate solution is the free agent lifestyle. All right. That's, that's the solution. All right. And that's what the name of my channel is here. My name, my main channel is coach Greg Adams. This channel is called the free agent lifestyle. So any situation I, that I talk about or highlight, ultimately, I'm going to direct back to the solution being the free agent lifestyle. It's simple. That's what the book's about. It's pretty simple. So when you think that there's no solution, well, what do we do? Free agent lifestyle. So same thing is um, that somebody might say, become a high value man. That's a solution. Some people might say, learn game. That's a, that's a solution, right? And so this whole, for this, this philosophy is all centered around, um, solutions with women to make you better now in that in that they may say become the five percent man become the ten percent man and as we know the marketplace shrinking is shrinking with expectations of women and not only that they have their own jobs and degrees i graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology and because they make more money and they have more degrees in education and they have more job opportunities what's happening is there's a, a lot of men that don't economically qualify. And as such, a lot of men are getting pushed out of the relationship marketplace, right? So some women are saying, well, if I can't get the man that I want, I'll have nobody. There's a philosophy that on their side that says I could do bad all by myself, right? So they don't realize that the numbers are not in their favor. And the more educated they become, unfortunately, it, this is just true, the less options they'll have. I actually read an article about this on several streams. Don't ask me which one. But I read an article from a woman that says, yeah, ladies, the more education and salary that you get, the less options you will have. You're actually squeezing your options in the romance department, but you can't tell them that. And so what's happening is they're saying, well, we don't want anybody if we can't find the guys with options. Then you have, on the other hand, the, the women that are younger and they're just targeting money. They're like, hey, so, uh, clout and money, clout and money. And they don't care who the person is. They'll throw themselves at this person. So. A person might say, become the 5% man, become the 10% man. Instead of getting squeezed out, this is how you get an advantage, right? And so uh, we're trying to provide you guys solutions with women because that's where men are, are centered their, they center their attention towards this issue and they're looking for a solution. Some men might say, go MGTOW, right? That's a whole different type of philosophy. Go MGTOW or go monk. They're like, forget it. You know what I mean? Don't try to be the 10% man because there's a problem with that. All right. And I'm going to talk about this as we go on. I'm going to highlight this, namely with certain cases, Chris Brown's in the news recently, Hugh Hefner's in the news. And this just goes to show you what I've been talking to you about, even though I do say, I got money. even though I do say that what, what I do often want to come back to is even if you do have money, even if a woman lays on her back and stares at the ceiling long enough for you to get a five stroke special in, even if you do that at some point, you're going to run out of luck. Even a game artist, a pickup artist, at some point, he's going to run out of luck because you're dealing with the X factor. You're dealing with the person who you're dealing with the X factor. You're dealing with somebody who 
you're you're you know women in essence you're trying to think that this is going to be the solution to your problems but it's not the pro that's a solution you it you don't need a solution to your problem you need to understand who you're dealing with you need a thorough understanding of who you're dealing with and a lot of guys will get money they'll become the five ten percent guy they'll learn game they'll become a pimp or a mac or a player they'll become they'll become whatever they need to become to think they are going to get success with women. They'll become high value. And then ultimately they run into problems. Mm. They're the variable. Women are the variable. They're not these, they're not the, they're not the person that they're, they're, they're not the, uh, what do you call it? What is the opposite of variable? All right. Um, uh, which they're the standard number. They're the standard number. Uh, we're the standard number. They're the variable. You, you might think this is a solution and it's a temporary solution, but at some particular point, they become the problem. And I've noted this. Uh, they're, yeah, we're the constant. They're the variable. Thank you. For my, for, you know what? Coach gang, is, coach gang is smarter than hell. All right? So they constantly change no matter what. We're always the constant. They're the variable. All right? They're the ones that all over the place, and we're the constant. Thank you, guys. All right? Shout out to uh, everybody that knows math today. And took algebra and statistics. Mm. Shout out to you guys. Coach Gang, be on it. I miss something. I miss a beat. And I can ask the Coach Gang and they'll jump right in. All right. And believe me, I'm doing 3,000, 4,000 words. So if I get stuck on something, I get stuck. All right. And I'm talking pretty much nonstop for two and a half hours. So bear with me. I can't get all the words right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the coach gang got more degrees than the thermometer, and you guys are engineer doctors too. All right, shout out to the coach gang. All right, but look, on, on, on this story here, I've been telling you and highlighting this when men that, that like you have a deficiency, whatever your, yeah, iron sharp is iron, coach. You're absolutely right, James. Um, where, when you have a deficiency as a man, oftentimes you will look at that deficiency as you're not going to get success with women, right? So you're broke, you're short. You're you're not not in shape. You're not a Chad. You're not a Tyrone. You don't know game. You're not confident. And then ultimately, you believe that because you're not that, you're not going to get success with women. Now, what you're going to find out is, and I've been telling you this: tall guys oftentimes have to deal with more toxic women than you with your uh, with your deficiency. So, whatever your deficiency is, you are not exposed to um, the amount of women that a Chad is. Or the person without with that without that deficiency is so I say tall guys have to deal with toxic women, knock meat women, cockeyed women, women with false expectations, overweight women. Now all of those women will throw those themselves at taller guys. Now on your side, you never have to deal with them. Now if a tall guy is a nasty boy, he'll take all comers. If he has high standards for himself, he'll limit his uh, reach to them, but he still has to deal with toxic women. And this is the same thing as high value men. When you become a high value man, when you become a guy who makes money, what happens is all kind of toxic people throw themselves at you. They will put themselves in situations that that you will never get put in. And then ultimately, all it takes is one mistake, one mistake with a toxic woman who's looking for attention, money, a quick money grab, whatever it is, uh, clout. All it takes is one to mess his life up and derail it. OK. All right. All it takes is one pregnancy. And it will do it. So you guys got to understand money, getting your a better physique, learning game. That doesn't make you better with women. It just exposes you uh, to becoming a, a, be a bigger target. All right. That's what's happening here. I'm going to highlight that. 
All right. And then we're going to talk about this. So anyway, let's do the super chats. Let's do the super chats now. And I know there's somebody going to be disagreeing. I don't know. Listen, you know how I do. I don't just come in here and yip yap. I show various slides, evidence. Of course, it could be cherry picked. You can say, well, you just put that together. And what about this guy? Exception to the rule, this exception to the rule that. All right. Look, after this show, there's no way. I don't know how anyone can disagree with this message. All right. But I'm trying to protect men. I'm trying to protect your heart. You guys need to get your heart broken out there. I'm trying to protect your freedom. I'm trying to protect your wallet. I'm trying to protect your hopes. This is what I do on a daily basis. I I'm not trying to scare you. <laughs> nope. And the ladies, man, you know what I find interesting? Women should be overwhelmingly supportive of this message. Because I tell dudes not to chase ass all the time. I tell them women overwhelmingly should be supportive of the bat. The, but no, no, ah, no. Nah, go on now. Why you telling them not to do that? I'm trying to help you out, ladies. <laughs> ladies. And all I need you to do is send me some feed pictures. I don't ask much of you, and I'm not trying to change. And this is another thing, ladies. I'm not even trying to change you. You got some You got some content creators out here that want to run you back into the kitchen barefoot and pregnant. I don't even want that. I'm like, no, nah, you ain't even getting that close to me. No. All right? Nope. All right? Yeah, somebody says, I'm with you, coach. Thank you. Just send the feed pictures, and I'm good. You should be overwhelmingly supporting this message. But what happens is, what, what, and I understand this about women, it's the Jedi mind trick. You literally can agree with them, and then they'll find a reason to disagree with you. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Boop, boop, ba -doo. What? Because overwhelmingly, the, 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 the whole end game is resource grab. And I will call out the BS. So whatever you can, you can literally agree with them and say, I agree with your entire message. They'll find a way to disagree with your ass. All right. What I'm trying to prevent is the money grab. And that's what they really don't like. All right. That's what they really don't like. And when you understand that, it all makes sense. And this is what relationships are about. They're all transactional. It's all transactional. Let's just get down to what it is. It's all transactional. It's all resource. If I tell you not to get married so you don't get screwed, well, what about love? No, no, no. Let's talk about why he, why men are getting screwed. No, we don't want to talk about that. What about love? No, let's talk about why men are getting screwed in the court. No, I don't want to talk about that. What about love? See? <laughs> it's crazy. I'm trying to prevent you from writing a blank check against her love proposal, and they don't like it. Somebody said, am I in the feet? It's a joke. It's a joke. Although I do like feet. It's not a fetish or anything like that. You better have pretty feet. I mean, you can't have ugly feet. I'm just letting you know. Because it's not going to be a thing with me. You know, some things we do. You know, Auntie, some things we we feed on because it's it breaks up the mood here. You know what I mean? It can't be all serious, serious, serious. Sometimes we got to talk about roar. You know what I'm saying? Look roar and then how you you know we break up the mood with humor here you gotta have pretty feet though ladies i'm gonna tell you this right now the feet got to be pretty i'm and you're like what's pretty feet all right show me a picture i'll tell you <laughs> show me a feet show me a picture of your feet i'll tell you i'll be like mm -mm, look at them damn them damn look like part uh parties Party uh, cocktail weenies. Look at them little fat toes. Hell no, no. Mm. Fat toes. 
I'm supposed to be doing super chats, but the feet got to be on point. High arch, you know what I mean? Slender, long, you know what I'm saying? Not no chubby toes, not no, you know, your your inside toe, your big toe up under your little toe like that. Toe fungus, you know what I mean? That got to be cankles at the top of the, 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 the ankle. And it, it, you know what I mean? There's things, varicose veins coming at the bottom of the calf. There's things that I need. To, they need to be in full effect. They need to be in full effect. Yeah, uh, toes smelling like feet smelling like corn nuts. I, you know what I mean? It's a thing. It, it's it, it's bigger than it's bigger than just a foot fetish. It has to be toes got to be on point, ladies. <laughs> Six toe bunion, long ass uh de decaying toenails. You know what I mean? Like. It's not a fetish. It's just you got to have that on point. And you better get your pedicure game up. You got to have your pedicure. French pedicure. You got to have a, the, the toenails pointed, uh, painted up. Sometimes you can have them not painted up, too. <laughs> yeah, man, we ain't. I ain't messing around. If your feet busted, I'm disgusted. That's a new T-shirt. If your feet busted, I'm disgusted. And, of course, people are like, what? You know, feet aren't that big of a deal. Well, why do they go to pedicure places two times a month? Why do they wrap $800 shoes around their feet to make their feet look good? You know what I'm saying? Why do they put lotion? Why do they out, why do they out here sand in the back of their heel? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if feet weren't a big deal, nobody would pay attention to them. But they out here doing all kind of uh, stuff to their paws. All right. They spend, they spend hundreds of dollars a month on feet. Thousands. They could probably spend $1,000 a month on feet. So it makes a big difference. If it wasn't, if it didn't make a big deal, they would nobody would even pay attention to them. You'd be walking out here, ashy feet, hair growing all through your uh, knuckles of your toes, ashy, you know what I'm saying, ashy all in between, all in here, ashy all in there. <laughs> They'd be wearing sandals, summers out, sandals out, summer dresses, sandals, feet all out. It makes a difference. It's a subconscious thing. So I end up I end up highlighting how important it is. And then people are like, what is this? Is this a fetish? No, it's important. It's all right now, Al. Let mama make it all better. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's me, ladies, right there. Yeah, no, you come, hey, you come with them gremlin feet? No. Nope, don't put hey, don't put them gremlin feet on me. Do me a favor. Let's like the let's like the stream. Like the stream. We got ten thousand people in here. Let's like the stream. Let's do this. Albert Wesker says it's because he didn't have enough game. Says the game guys. Yep, Chris Brown didn't have enough game. Um, we we kind of put we did the funeral for game earlier this week, or at least we can step up. And guys, I like some of the guys that talk about game. It's not that I don't want, see when I say when I go against. The game thing. It's not that I don't like the guys. I love the guys. I got good, you know, uh, I can name a couple of guys that I like on that side. All right. Cool dudes, man. I've met some of them in person. See, that's what you have to understand as a man. Just because you don't agree philosophically doesn't mean you hate the people over there and you got beef with them. I like all those guys, man. I just disagree. And we can be <laughs> disagree. It's okay to disagree. Shout out to Warhammer says every time my bio. Oh, every time my biology feels the need to gump, I watch Fresh and Fit. Shout out to Fresh and Fit. He says, those 304 send me back 
to the red pill faster than a 304 can be on her knees, free agent for life. You know, that's the whole backhanded compliment thing that Fresh and Fit are doing. They're kind of highlighting it. They're highlighting women, and then at the same time, they show you by demonstration the type of women that they have out there. Now, these are the are these the typical type of women that you will meet? Not necessarily. Depends on what city you live in, not necessarily, but they're kind of doing a service because at the end of the show, they always like, you know, they end up cool. Then they turn into a feminist. You know what I'm saying? You can see the chameleon changing them and then they turn into agreeable. Then they're disagreeable. All right. Then they start promoting and clout chasing. Then they start talking about they need a man to make $250,000 to $500,000 a year. These girls are 23 boss ladies. They own eyelash businesses and OnlyFans accounts and trade on Forex. I mean, as much as you guys want to hate, I don't know why you hate. They're actually doing a service to you. So tune in to the train wreck that that is their guests and appreciate what they're doing. I mean, it's literally like, wow. I mean, all all in an hour and a half, two hour show, they will change into five different people. All right, they'll want a relationship. They'll be like, oh, I'm in a stable relationship. Oh, I also have OnlyFans. Oh, now you know, then I had a sugar daddy. You know, you're just like, mm. yeah. Freddie Frappuccino, coach, is ahead of the curve in the in, head of the curve in the uh, RP Manosphere space when it comes to dating and future of relationship. Listen to coach; he's living in 2030, free agent for life. I'm ahead of the game. I'm, I'm thank you, man. I'm ahead of the game. I, I I am living from in the future. You guys are watching my uh, hologram right now. I'm already in 2030. All right, tell you guys. I'm telling you what the future is. I'm not trying to reel everybody back. I'm not trying to pull women back. I'm not trying to pull men back. Right. And there's a great um, there's because men have been successful with women in the past based on past um, expectations and past structures of how relationship work. So men in the past are coming back and say, hey, in the past, I was super successful. OK. Yeah, but this is the future. I mean, we're talking about today and we're talking about today's woman and we're talking about today's man. So we need to be in the future with this. So a lot of people are like, remember, I told you gang guys were literally. Game guys were literally juxtapositioned against women that were trying to wait, make you wait 90 days for peace leave. <laughs> like that was literally game guys showed up because men were impressed that you were able to get sex in less than 21 days. Like you were a hero to the world. <laughs> you were literally like, yo, wow. This guy got sex in the, in three dates. <clears throat> that was success. And that's what made gang guys big. Now, let's go back. Those women rarely exist anymore. A woman can't make you wait 90 days no more. She'd be out in the marketplace in T-minus 10 seconds. Oh, I'm going to make you wait 90 days, please. So now women are overwhelmingly uh, more exposed to sex early on. They're more exposed to prawn. They want to be halfway prawn stars. Um, and they're more likely to have this um, liberation sexually. Right. There's no there's no more. You got to wait 90 days or your reputation is ruined. They'll go out there on a cock carousel. They'll be sleeping with guys all night texting you in the morning. Oh, I just woke up. Oh, I'm just seeing this text. So now with that, what's the point of game? <laughs> like what? Game women trying to sleep with you now. But now it's becoming less. Uh, more select men are getting that easier 
And then on the opposite side, that woman's going, oh, I'm going to make you wait three days. So now the same woman is sleeping around and making other guys wait for uh, three days. Now there's a problem there. All right. Now there's an imbalance. And what's happening is that and then there's a group of guys not getting anything. So now you're going, what the hell's going on here? It's crazy. So it's a more competitive landscape now. And the reason why it's more competitive is that women are choosing now. Before they just waited. Oh, I'm going to wait till somebody finds me at the Sam Goody. I'm going to wait for somebody to find me at Tower Records. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to wait for somebody to just come up to me. I'm just going to come here to stare, stare twice, drop a napkin on the floor, drop my books. You know what I'm saying? Now, a woman can't do that. A woman's got her phone pinging and, and looking at hearts and messages and dms and seeking arrangement messages and look <laughs> and you and you're talking about i'm gonna walk up to her and talk to her okay standing by the bus stop sucking on a lollipop yeah that yeah that's all she had to do twirl her hair like this sucking on a lollipop everybody's like oh wow now she just posts a picture you're like man please get in line now all right, we're going to do these Super Chats for real. Uh, VMAS says, Coach Coach Gang, uh, just leave a donation to the hardest working dude on YouTube. Keep doing your thing, Coach. All glory to God. Thank you, VMAD. I got to work five times as hard as some YouTubers do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To even catch up. Um, I noticed that the uh, tube has been promoting. Let me show you this here. Let me see. I got to work five times as hard just to keep up sometimes. where did it? Where did I leave that? Oh, did I, did I turn, I think I, I think I turned it off. Anyway, I go, I go on my YouTube today, pull it up. Oh, we're highlighting black voices. The black voices we highlighted in 2022. I don't know if you remember that coming into 2020 from 2020 to 2021, because you guys burned down cities. They were like, oh, we're going to highlight black YouTubers. That was going into 2021. Right. And so what happened was. A lot of black voices and black YouTube content creators, they got massive pushes in 2021 because you were black. Hold on for a second. I'll start shuffling. I know. I'll start. Let me start shuffling early this morning. This is a podcast, by the way. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Now, oddly enough. I literally got demonetized in the same year. <laughs> I literally got demonetized the same year they're pushing black voices up. The same year all these black channels are getting pushed up, massive subscribers. I literally got my plug pulled and I don't curse. <laughs> I'm I'm watching other people getting massive views and I'm like, they cursing? They're saying worse stuff than me. <laughs> and I'm going, what the heck? What? See, what happens is if you're not towing the line or you're not playing some sort of rule or you're not purchasing uh, boosters or something, you don't get pushed. And I'm sitting here just making videos, talking. Don't curse, no nothing. They pulled the plug on me. Same year, bro. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm too much of an Uncle Tom. <laughs> I'm too much of a... I'm too much of a guy, you know what I mean? I need to be out here like, yeah, oh, this racism, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, whatever it is, I don't know what's going on. 
But I that's neither here nor there because I, I don't complain about that. I don't like to complain about that stuff because I, I'm doing very well. Let's just say that. I'm doing well. But um, it's oxymoron. We're pushing black voices. Uh, let's pull the plug on this guy, though. <laughs> like, damn. What happened to black voices? Yeah, I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying all the wrong things. You know what I mean? I'm saying all the wrong things. I start talking about the poke. Oh, they don't like that. I start talking about the Democrat. They don't like that. I start talking about relationships and marriage. They don't like that. Mm. I start talking about. I got money. So it is. Yeah, it's too much truth. And I and I'd rather be on that side and be in truth than to go out here and fake it for money. You know what I mean? And fame. So I says, coach is not black anyway. Yeah, man, I'm the intercontinental champion, you know. All right, so let's do this. KT King says, CGA, seeing that Sunshine Anderson heard it all before from what women say, they won't do that to a man in a relationship. Oh, mm. heard it all before. I remember that song. I can't remember the lyrics, but I remember it. Um, remember these days, and let's get into the show. Shout out to Sia M, the coach gang, shout out. Hey, remember this phrase? Where are you meeting these women? Remember that? Oh, that was so fun. Back in 2018, where are you meeting these women? What kind of women are you meeting? Remember that? Oh, those were the days. Remember we would talk about all these uh, horrible dates we've been on and relationships. And literally they would come out and be like, where are you meeting these women? That was the constant, <laughs> that was the constant bite back because a woman is uh, a woman watching you was going, there's no such thing as these women. You're, you're meeting the wrong woman. <laughs> now, that was before TikTok, right? Now, TikTok came along, and there's no way in hell that you can literally be like, where are you meeting these women? I mean, they're here, and they're showing themselves. Up. <laughs> go, 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 go. Get it, get it. Yeah, you'd be like, where are you meeting these women? What? They're here. Beautiful. I got a question. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You'll be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dude should be tied up in these streets. It's undeniable now. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. Yeah, what? Where are you meeting these women? I'm not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whoa. They're everywhere now. So now it supports the message. And now I think people can't use that. Where you meeting this woman? There's no possible way. Uh, let's get into the show. We're gonna talk about you guys now. We got fourteen thousand plus people in here. Do me a favor, hit the like button, and uh, we're gonna educate you guys right now because this is the best entertainment program here on YouTube. We tell the truth over here. We don't front and we don't lie. We don't pander. We tell you the truth and we make you. We give you an opportunity to make a choice here. So high value man becomes high value target. Uh, you want better success with women. And what you're going to get is you're going to get opportunities with women. Doesn't mean you're going to get success, but in the realm of men, uh, betting women is success, right? So a guy who is a pickup artist basically just says, hey, if you get her in bed and you sleep with her, that's a win. 
Now, there's collateral damage that's going to come from that. All right, man, woman, choices. She changes her mind. She removed consent after the words. Uh, you lie to her. She discovers the lie. She says you raped her. She says you touch her inappropriately. Uh, or, um, the guy, comedian Ariza Aziza, or whatever his name is, went through that. Well, the woman said, yeah, I went back. I went to dinner with him. I had drinks. We went back to his place. We had drinks. He ate me out on the counter. And then I went home and I said, hey, he raped me. So at some point, you're going to run out of luck. And men have to understand sleeping with women. That's just one thing. That doesn't equal success. Success is that woman don't tell on you or switch the story or remove consent or feels like she was objectified or lied to or misled or whatever or kicked to the curb, pump and dump. Now they can come back and change their mind. All right. And so I'm not defending any of these uh, against these allegations. I'm not saying anything. But what I'm highlighting is when you get more shots at women, you're going to fail. You're going to have more opportunity to fail. That's what I'm talking about now. It becomes high risk. And there's problems with a lot of the way these men are approaching these relationships. So in a Chris Brown situation here, uh, we'll read slightly of what the allegation is. And then we'll talk about what, what he could do to actually get around this, all right, as a solution, as a solution. Chris Brown is sued for an alleged rape. Uh, Brown allegedly drugged and, sex and actually assaulted a, a woman on a yacht docked at Diddy's home in Miami. And I don't know if you guys know, Diddy's always surrounded by somebody that is revealing an allegation. Trey Song's situation included Diddy. All right, partying with Diddy seems to, uh, you know, get you in some trouble. It says he's being sued. Uh, this is not being pursued in the criminal courts. This is being pursued, uh, pursued, obviously, civilly, in which you guys know a civil lawsuit uh, doesn't have to have a, you know, it has to be basically not, um, basically, you just need uh, preponderance of evidence, right? That is the baseline of being winning. Most of these suits never reach the court. That has to be an over preponderance of evidence. I'm missing something here. Um, Chris Brown. These these suits never reach a trial. Okay. Most of the time it goes into what you call a negotiation, in which Chris Brown might have to look at it and say, uh, yeah, you need less evidence in essence. All right, for our layman ham and eggers out here. All right, but Chris Brown's gonna say, How much to make this go away? How much to make this go away? Instead of fighting it, instead of spending, instead of spending money um for attorneys and going, what's gonna happen is. If he fights this, more other stuff is going to come out. More women are going to possibly jump on and sue him if he's fighting this. And then women are saying, oh, he's going to fight it. Uh, I don't have to prove as much. And it's going to cost him money. He's going to lose money in legal expenses. So he's going to get sued and he's probably going to settle with this woman. This is why you never hear of these allegations for after a while. You hear about the lawsuit. It gets put into the court of public opinion. And then ultimately, he settles with this woman. And this woman walks away with whatever she walks away with. $2 million, $5 million, $250,000. And then you hear nothing of it. It's crickets. And it all goes away. And so it could be a money grab, but we don't know. Now, I don't know why men would do this in his position. But he's a high-value target. He has money. And he has what? More opportunities with women. All kind of different women. Uh, Chris Brown is being sued for allegedly drugging and, and graping a woman on a yacht docked at Diddy's home in Miami. The lawsuit is reportedly filed by a choreographer, dancer, and musician. That's a lot of jobs there. Identified as only Jane Doe. Why are you not identifying her if she's in a civil lawsuit? That I don't know. In a criminal court, I understand, but not in a civil lawsuit. 
who is suing for $20 million in damages. An attorney for Jane Doe confirmed the lawsuit in an, in an email to Pitchfork. According to the suit, viewed by TMZ, the alleged assault took place on December 30th, 2020. All right, you out there, par I always tell you, you out there partying uh, with those type of people, the freaks come out at night, odds are you're going to get put in the situation. Brown has allegedly invited Doe to Diddy's house. Um, this is what happens with men who typically looking for fresh turnouts. Uh, women that they the what what we call normal women, average women, and uh, you want you want to turn them out. This is a mistake. All right, this is where he can start correcting his behavior here, and I'll show you evidence on that one. Um, it says here he, he invited a, a mysterious, strange woman to a celebrity house. All right, I've I've been telling you about that as well. Uh, Doe claims that uh, that she and Brown were on the yacht in the area, and that Brown offered her a drink. According to the suit, Doe felt quote a sudden unexplainable change in consciousness, unquote, after Brown filled a cup a second time. Okay, so they'll eat, drink, and party, and then they'll claim something happens. Now, whether this happened or not, we don't know. Okay, but we'll never know because she'll settle. Uh, the suit reportedly claims that Doe began to feel disoriented and physically unstable and that she started to go in and out of sleep. Brown then allegedly led her to the bedroom, uh, closed the door, and began undressing her and allegedly graped her. Guys, um. We've been in situations like this uh, in which we go out on dates and the woman gets a little tipsy. And then um, um, whether I, I'm not saying you spike drinks or not, she gets a little tipsy and she gets frisky. She gets tipsy and then frisky. And so in her lack of inhib her inhibitions have been blocked. Now um, she can blame it on the a a a a alcohol if she gets pumped and up. Hi, girl. I love you. <laughs> Josie's so drunk, but I love it. <gasps> Josie! <laughs> Josie, are you That's why if a woman has more than one drink, I'm very conscious of what can happen, so I tend to back away instead of pursuing. Now, a game guy would say, hey, pursue. That's an easy one, but that, that's those days are gone, guys. They can blame it on the alcohol, and then if you're, they don't get what they want out of the situation, meaning you're a celebrity, you're a high-value target, but you pump and dump her, yeah, man, it's going to turn out bad for you if you have money. I got money. All right, here. Uh, but uh, also, don't go around graping women. All right, that's the other thing. So if you do use this strategy of uh, seducing normies, uh, ham and eggers, the average woman, normal women that are not in the industry, and you go around offering them drinks, and she's normally not around celebrities, and she's, you know, her her adrenaline is flowing and she's willing to do things that she normally not going to do. And then you take her to a back room and undress her, uh, essentially taking advantage of her in her mind. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> this is crazy. It says TMZ reports uh, state that Doe says she told Brown to stop, of course. All right. He said, she said, we can't go off. Of, it's he said, she said, I can't make a judgment there, uh, but I can tell you how to prevent it. Doe's suit. Reportedly alleges that Brown ejaculated inside of her. Oh, boy. So he busted in her walls, in them sweet sugar walls, or as we called her, peace leave. All right, not down her gullet. He didn't even, he didn't do the Drake uh, condom hot sauce. He busted in her guts, subsequently getting up and stating that he was done. Oh, they call it shot up the club. Yeah, and so... 
It says Brown allegedly texted Doe demanding that she take a plan B the following day. Boy, that's a hell of a birth control uh, plan there, Chris. Wowzers. A fool and his money shall soon part. Ah, dang, Chris. So, um, and essentially, she got pumped and dumped, right? You know what I mean? Like, that's basically what happened there. She had her moment with the celebrity, and she lost. Guys, I always call this the flirt game. Okay, I, I've broken this down because I think about it because I don't want to put myself in bad situations. This is called the flirt game. All right, women love to flirt. They love this energy. Sometimes women can flirt and pull back. They can flirt and stop. All right, you ever do that? You're flirting with a woman and you're getting it all and you're like, oh boy, this is going to be an easy layup. And she goes, er, that's enough. And you say something and she says, okay, I'm done. She'll literally be done and she'll move on to the next target to flirt or she'll um, she'll be done for the night. Okay, I got my juices flowing. Now I'll go back to my husband. Now I'll go back to my boyfriend. Okay. And so you've been flirting for 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden she said, now you went too far. So normally, PUAs call that the push and pull. So normally what happens is you've wasted time. You've wasted energy. You've got there. You're, you're aroused. You think you're going to get it. And then she eventually stops you. So the flirt game works like this. A woman wins the flirt game as long as she doesn't give up the draws. She loses the flirt game if she gives up the draws. And so a lot of times women will go past the flirt game point. Hey, I'm having a great time at this party. Drink in hand. This is great. Oh, take me back. I'm a little tipsy. My inhibitions have been lowered. Oh, my goodness. Oh, damn, you busted inside my walls. Oh, I'm done. Whoa, you threw the wash rag on me. Oh, man, I'm walking out the walk of shame at the party. She lost. Now she has to correct this. By saying something happened. Now, these things happen all the time. And as a matter of fact, on college campuses, most of the reports of assaults and uh, so-called grapes are the result of alcohol, meaning both people have consumed alcohol. I remember reading a report that said 70% plus of these cases always have alcohol centered around them. Mm. When would you guys get it? This is not a good course of action. Now, let me just continue here. And show you this, because you would say, well, why would Chris Brown do this? This doesn't seem like he graped her. It seems like she's not happy with what happened, with the results, okay? Right? She's not happy with the results of it. She lost the flirt game. She didn't get any money. She didn't get pregnant. You know what I mean? She was forced to take the bland B, according to her, right? So she got nothing from this exchange. He had the power according to society in the court of public opinion, he had the power and then she gave up her resource, her only resource of tradable assets to get a man like Chris Brown. She gave it up, pump and dump. She lost. And now she has to correct it. So you would say, why would Chris Brown have to do this? Well, to be fair, there have been athletes and celebrities that have been convicted of doing this exact thing. Let me give you uh, some evidence here. This is Darren Sharper. You would say, why would an athlete who get access to easy women grape a woman? Well, there have been cases of men admitting to and pleading guilty to that very thing. Darren Sharper, given an 18-year prison sentence and 15 months short of the maximum, and he was fined $20,000 for drugging and graping women in multiple states. This was a football player. He played in the NFL. All right. He's accused of drugging and raping many, as many as 16 women in four states. I mean, 
you would think it's impossible, but it's possible. It's possible. All right, this guy right here. Um, he played in the NFL, I think, for the Green Bay Packers at one particular point. Uh, what about Kellen Winslow? Kellen Winslow, there he is with a little uh, petite, foldable Latina, but he's been accused and played. I don't think he played guilty. He fought it, but he gets 14 years prison sentence for grapes and assault of old ladies. Old ladies. Like literally old homeless ladies. He's graping old homeless ladies. Here's one, a 77-year-old woman. A 54-year-old hitchhiker and a 17-year-old high school senior. All right. Um, so in all for all intents and purposes, it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, you know, do I believe it? Not always. I want to see evidence. According to her story, it didn't sound like a grape. It sounds like she lost her power and she lost her weight. By losing her inhibitions, she put herself in a bad situation. There should be accountability there. She should understand that. Yeah, that's probably not the best situation to put yourself in. So you walked into that lion's den. Now, Kellen Winslow is a whole different situation. He picks up a hitchhiker and goes there. That is beyond the line. Okay, that's beyond the line, right? Uh, but then you have the situation of Brian Banks, who literally got into a situation with a girl. She late, She later said it was a great... He loses his NFL draft status in this scholarship. And then guess what? She comes back 10 years later after he gets out of prison and says, well, I just made it up, right? <laughs> so there's there's a full spectrum of this. So for before people come out and literally be like, hey, you're, you're doing this, you don't know. I'm just telling you, there's a wide spectrum of all of this stuff. And I gave you a bit of a, a piece here. It's possible. You would think it's not possible, but it's possible. Let me do the super chats and we'll get on with the show. Thank you for the support. All right. Um, Synopsis Jones says peace leave is a form of payment. He says, I've got money. And if you want to want to know where he gets the peace leave as a form of payment, I'm going to play this clip one more time. And this is where you can get the answer to where are you meeting these women? What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having kids. Definitely having an ass. Because they have your boob and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over, pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. And I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. I got money. So this is where we are. At the same time, they're saying we have resources that we can get things out of uh, because we have this resource, this goal between our legs. Then, on the other hand, they'll claim, hey, I have no accountability. I got taken advantage of when I lost power. I lost the power position. I lost the flirt game. All right. And now, since I have no more power, no more leverage, now I'm going to sue. So this is what's going on. And this, the reason why you get into these situations is because you're a high-value target. All right. Abby Sandy says, salute, coach. Been missing for a while. Got the C-19, but I'm back and ready to ramp up and go at it. Let's get this RP knowledge. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. And congratulations for recovering from the C-19. It hits people differently. All people. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where is it at? Oh, speaking my mind, says Coach is big time now. His book is in the public library app. Hey, shout out to you, brother. Wait a minute. That's a clap. I've been telling you guys, you know, content creators, you, can, you better write a book. 
you better write five books, 10, 15. I really admire it because then that gives you longevity. It doesn't matter what happens on here. Okay. And your favorite word as a income producer should be residual. <laughs> residual is your friend. Just like compound interest is the friend of 20 year olds. All right. Residual is always your friend. Shout out to you. Uh, I'm in the public library app in the building. Shout out to you. That means more people are going to come after me. The normies, the knuckle draggers, the ham and eggers, the everyday average person. All right. The nine to fivers, the clock in and clock outers in the year. Shout out to the moose. Hefner says, coach, I asked the cashier at 7-Eleven. Can I have a bag for my items? He said, I can have his old bag at home. He's been trying to get rid of her. <laughs> oh, boy. Shout out to uh, the old bag at home. Shout out to Celeste Reyes. Appreciate you, girl. She says, let's get the likes up. Hey, let's get the likes up to 1,000. Yeah, the mouth breathers, too. Hey, let's get the likes up to 1,000. Thank you, Celeste. Uh, the Working Man Podcast says, what up, coach? He says, tagged you in a new video of, of your boy, Frank. Greetings from Germany. And and that's you. Shout out to the people in Germany. Blackout Beats, what's up, coach? Shout out to the coach gang. He says, I went from being lost in the trap house to building spaceships for a living in just a couple of years. No 304s, no degrees, just skill and hustle. Your message is changing lives. All right. My message actually puts you in a better position. This is the position to leverage. This is the future. We in the future here. Congratulations to Blackout Beats, man. You can change your life in a relatively short period of time. You're the gender that can do that. I mean, um, and the reason why is you're willing to take risks. You have the risk assessment gene. Uh, women don't typically do that, and they complain about it later, right? They don't negotiate. They don't take a bigger risk. They just kind of do something like, you know, they they just do something like I'll get a job at a company, you know what I mean? And that, that's their plan, you know, but because um, now some the younger girls are trying to do something different, right? They'll say, I'll do all of these jobs. Most of them at the time, they're still broke. All right. But um, uh, but but this I'll get a job at a corporation type thing. That's not a big risk. And they they don't get a big reward from that. And it takes them 15 years to get even close to equal. This is why she ends up 45 saying, hey. I make $85,000 a year. I got my own one-bedroom, three-bathroom townhome. I got a car. I've island hopped. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. I have a career. So I could focus on my career. And it'll take her 15 years to get there. It'll take her 15, 20 years to get to that point of when she's comfortable. Now, <laughs> guys can do that in two years. What it took her to get to 15 years, you can literally flip that in less than two years. Because you take a risk, because you invest in yourself, because you don't attach yourself to just, I'm going to just plug in to this corporation and drain them of resources while pushing pencils and papers around. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this is speaking generally. I know people think that I'm trying to attack people. I'm just telling the truth. I mean, how much truth am I telling this generally? I know people are like, well, what about this? And I'm an exception to the rule. I'm not talking about you. All right. I'm talking about in general, this is the average philosophy of the mainstream mouth breathing. Stop. Stop trying to just because it's not you and you don't fit into it. Why are you offended? OK, you don't fit into it. And I'm talking male and female mouth breather knuckle draggers. 
<laughs> People don't like these. Why are you offended by these terms? These terms are for fun. Uh, Simon Small, shout out to you. Mr. Joshua back in the building with the thumbs up. And last two, Constantine says, everyone uh, have to compete. Wait, everyone has to complete a sexual harassment course. And it's defined as any unwanted behavior. Give me the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the irony of that is they'll put out these statistics of the amount of female coworkers or female women in corporate uh, America or a school that has been harassed according to their definition, right? And so they'll be like one in five and one in three, all right? And so now ask the men, okay? Go to the human resource office. Okay, uh, human resources lady. Let's see what the human resource department at the Coach Greg Adam thinks of this, all right? At the Coach Greg Adam channel. Here we go right there. There's the human resource department. Now, Ladies at the Human Resource Department, can you grab the file of the amount of men that have come in here and made complaints about harassment? Yeah, get the file out. Get the whole damn file out. Well, the problem is not many men will complain. Number one reason why is because he probably wants to capitalize on the opportunity. She says, I'm interested in you. Oh, you're so handsome. Oh, why don't you have a girlfriend? She'll oh, ask you, openly ask you questions that if you ask those questions of her, it will be considered harassment. If she's having a bad day, she's taking you down to the human resource office. Or if you're not Chad and Tyrone, you're going down to the human resource office. But you, hey, are you gay? Why do I never see you talk about having a girlfriend? Well, I don't really want a girlfriend at the time. Oh, you hate women. But those could be forms of harassment. Men never complain. Number two, men are rarely going to uh, report it. If it happens, he's not going to get believed. So you got to throw these statistics out the window when you hear about one in three women this and one in five women this complain, and some of them, one in three are assaulted. Man, men get assaulted all the time. We get approached all the time. If a woman approaches us and we reject her, she's going to call us all kind of names. If we get approached in our job and a woman say, boy, you're so handsome. I would love a man. And she starts rubbing your shoulders. You'd be like, oh, thank you. Rub my shoulders. You ain't going to complain. If you did that to her, it's a harassment. See? This is what we got to deal with. So that's why I throw all those statistics out of the women. One in three women claim that on the college campus, okay, women be grabbing dudes nutsacks all the time. They be slapping dude on the ass all the time. They be rubbing their shoulders all the time. They be touching them on, uh, uh, you know, what what do you call it? Unwanted sexual attention all the time. But we're supposed to go, oh, thank you. She gave me some sexual attention. We're supposed to jump on it. We're not supposed to complain about it. And if we do complain, what kind of peace, what kind of wussy are you? I'm, I'm just saying it's. Throw the statistics out of the window because the other side don't count. We would never get considered for reporting it. Same thing is great. A man gets great all the time. Young boys get great all the time. Men in prison get great all the time. Men in prison, men in regular workforce and in school get grabbed on all the time. All the time. Am I lying now? Yeah, if you got big arms, you got good biceps. Ooh, your arms. Oh, your shoulders. I mean, women do that all the time. 
they in the gym doing that. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is it doesn't need to be what it is. It's because there's a double standard. We got to acknowledge the double standard. That's why you got to throw all of it out of the window and take it by a case-by-case basis. You can't just say this is the perpetration. These men are perpetrators, and the woman's always a victim. Not the case. <laughs> All right. And then as soon as you be like, oh, you touching my arm? Let me touch your arm. Let me touch your this and that. What kind of guy are you? Oh, no, you want to touch me. I wanted it. She's just previously touching you. Oh, I love bald heads. She'll rub all on your head. Oh, I love your, be- you know how many women come up and touch my beard? I'm just sitting there having dinner. Oh, man. Oh, what the hell? You're touching my face. I didn't ask you to touch my face. Now, let's flip it. If I walked up to her and say, damn, look at your beard. Look at your damn menopausal mustache. Let me rub all in that. Let me rub my fingers through your hair. What would happen? Let's be honest, ladies. What would happen? I walk up to a strange woman. Oh, I love hair. I love real hair. I love these damn, I love these damn uh, lace front weaves. I love Island Iverson cornrows under wigs. Hey, baby. What's going to happen? So what I'm saying is throw it all out the window. <laughs> throw it all out the window. Um, let's get back to this right here. All right. Um, we're talking about becoming a high value man. And you're going to become a high value target. So we talked about Chris Brown. Now Trey Songs, of course, had a woman that he had a sexual relationship with. Nine years ago, nine years ago, nine years ago. Mm. Now she's coming out and said, hey, I'm going to just go to the court of public opinion. (laughs) Okay. And I'm not going to go to court. I'm not going to file a lawsuit. I'm not going to do anything. We're just going to post on social media that he's a rapist. And with this long ass diatribe right here. um, She basically. Uh puts out Trey Songs as that. Do we know if Trey Songs is that? Well, he's never been convicted of that, nor do we know he has settled a lawsuit related to that, but he has been accused of this several times. Could he have done it? Yes. Who knows? I don't know. Is this the proper course of action to go to? No. Um, but a lot of times women feel like, feel like, feel like that they can't go through courts because of the low conversion rate of these cases. They're very low. I gave you the statistics one time. I'm not going to pull them up today, but the likelihood that a an allegation turns to a a a prison sentence is low like most of them don't even turn into charges it's low it's a low conversion rate from allegation to charge now the reason why is there's he said she said the reason why is there's court of public opinion the reason why is there's alcohol involved or drugs or the reason why is you were like, hey, I went to this nightclub. I went into the VIP section. I was twerking. And then I, now people are going to be like, you're, you're going to make a horrible witness when you get on the stand. There's no way, there's no way this case is going to get com- made into a conviction because you've put yourself in a very curious situation. But people want to acknowledge, they don't want to acknowledge that. Hey, it don't matter. Don't matter what I was wearing. Don't matter that I was drinking. Don't matter that I wore don't matter I was in the VIP with celebrities. Don't matter. No, it matters. This is why they don't get converted. This is why they don't get converted. And then they have to resort to, okay, I'm going to just embarrass them in p- public opinion. 
This is the result of you becoming a high-value target. And you becoming better with women. How can they get over this? Well, let me examine a case here. How can you get around this? Let me examine a case. We got to bring up a person that we lost here. RIP to Kobe Bryant. But I got to talk about this. And this is the reason why these guys, Chris Browns, Trey Songs, they get caught up in this. Uh, we're going to talk about Hugh Hefner in a minute to kind of counter this argument that I'm going to make. But Kobe Bryant, you guys know what happened to him in Colorado. He went in there, allegedly took the, he put the banana in the tailpipe and she wasn't with it. I believe that that's what happened there. She was like, you can take this peach. You can take this peace leave, but don't take the banana. Don't put the banana in the tailpipe. Kobe didn't care, allegedly. This is all alleged. And, you know, he was about to lose his freedom. Now, as a result of that, Kobe's like, hey, man, what's going on, man? Hey. What's wrong with this? Or I made a mistake. I should have paid these girls off. Because Shaq pays his women. Now, Chris Brown suffers from what a lot of black males suffer from. This idea of tricking is bad. Okay. I got money. Admittedly, I'm going to tell you, it's not the best solution. And there's no perfect solution with dealing with women. Why? Because they're a variable. We're the constant. They're the variable. So at any point, even if you paid them, there's going to be a woman that comes out and says, hey, he paid me. That's better than a grape allegation, though. I would say that's better than a grape allegation. There's some rappers that do pay their women outright. Trey Song, same thing. You're taking normies. You're taking women right off the street with, with, that, with no vetting process, with nothing to lose, and you have everything to lose. She doesn't have, uh, always tell you, always get with women that have just as much to lose as you. They have nothing to lose. Normies, mouth breathers, knuckle draggers, ham and eggers. These women that you get, these fresh turnouts that you're getting when you're a celebrity and you have power and you have money over a normie it's not worth it. it it's not worth it but you're getting fresh turnouts and you're like well i ain't gonna trick i ain't gonna pay these girls a dime you better pay them and here's the reason why because they shut up most of the time when you pay them every now and then 304 is a breaking protocol and not being discreet when you've been paid to be discreet all right i don't know what's going on in this clout chasing culture but uh when you get money you're supposed to shut up all right, but they've lost all of that too. But it's always better than a grape charge. Giving her money is always better than a grape charge. So if you come out, if 10 women came out today, yeah, man, that damn Coach Greg Adams, he pays for me. That's way better than going to jail for grape. That's way better than a lawsuit, which I got to cut money and eventually pay her anyway. Mm. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. I got money. If I have to cut a check, for having relations with a normie, I have to cut her a check for $2 million for a piece of peace leave that I roared up in. You know, how, Okay, let's do the math here. Let's do some Coach Greg Adams math. <laughs> All right, he's getting sued for $20 million. All right, $20 million. He'll probably settle for $2 million. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. So that's a good 10%. Of the 20 million, right? So he's gonna pay two million. Two million dollars. How many pieces of peace leave could he get for two million dollars? <laughs> how many? How many straggle daggles? How many ironabore white women Kaylee? Why's well, the police? <laughs> how many? 
these women you can get that are vetted, passed around, STD pass tests. You can get them all lined up. You can get a harem. You can get a harem of women, rotation from city to city, coast to coast, busting the nuts while the tour bus keeps coasting. You can line up for $2 million, massive amounts of women. <laughs> you can get 10000 but now you're going to pay one woman for one romp, a normie who had $0 that you met on the street and pulled on a party boat. You're going to give her $2 million. <laughs> I swear to God, black men, you better catch up. You better catch up. So what you're doing is you're doing this trying to protect your, oh, man, I'm big and bad. I could just take advantage of these women and I could just sleep with them like that. Okay, it's nice and all that, but you got money and power. It's, it's dumb to do this move. It's stupid. Even if they didn't, great. It's stupid to take normies. Stop trying to have fresh turnouts. Look at what Kobe said right here. He said right here, he says, um, Kobe alleged that Shaquille had paid up to $1 million in hush money to various women and then uh, took his own shot by saying, I'm not one to buy love. Okay, but you were going to go to prison, Kobe. I didn't hear Shaq going to prison. Do you hear me? Kobe was about to go to prison for getting peace leave and not paying for love. Shaq ain't never had an allegation, not a one. Which one's better? Now, rest in peace, Kobe. But, but guys, I'm telling you, you black guys, catch up. Catch up. If you're Shaq, paid a million, and you can have five women on payroll. As a matter of fact, I know one woman on Shaq's payroll. That one particular, wait, this is all alleged. I don't know anyone on Shaq's payroll. I take that back. I know no women on Shaq's payroll. That was a slip. But Shaq ain't never been uh, about to lose his freedom. He's never been. You were for one banana in the tailpipe. It says right here, O'Neal made his remarks to Stephen A. Smith at the Los Angeles Times quoted police report as saying, Brown told detectives in Eagle, Colorado, he should have done what Shaq does, that Shaq would pay his women not to say anything, and quote, have already paid up to $1 million for some situations like this. He stated, uh, Brian, he treat, he said, wait, he stated he, Brian, treats a woman with respect. Therefore, they shouldn't Say anything. <laughs> uh, uh, Kobe, you was, Kobe, rest in peace, but you was about to go to prison for a piece of peace leave. Shaq was not. And he paid a small piece of his salary. What did he make? $300 million playing ball? He played a small piece of his salary to get hush. You paid a million dollars in legal fees at least. You paid the woman off in the neighborhood of what? Potentially 500000 to a million dollars for one slide in, in the tailpipe. Make it make sense. Guys, I'm just letting you know. When you become high value and you mess with normies, this is exactly what you get. You got to throw the whole 
my ego is predicated on taking advantage of women because I have power and authority. That doesn't work anymore. I'm from the future. I'm telling you, it doesn't work anymore. You're not going to get pats on the back when you have money for getting normies to sleep with you. It's not going to happen. And you must protect yourself because what you're forgetting is accountability will always and can always be removed from uh, from and by women under any circumstance. Oh, well, he took it. He said, she said, you're always going to lose. Let's get to these super chants. Somebody says it doesn't make sense. I'm not sure what doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't know. This case is a solid case. I'm not sure if you're disagreeing, but the math does not make sense for you to go out there and throw your Johnson around on a normie. It doesn't. When you get to that level, just go ahead. <laughs> just go. They've been doing this since the beginning of time. And I'm going to tell you when they did it. This woman looked over at that guy and said he got more rocks than that guy. Look at what he could do with all these rocks. He collected all of these rocks. You ain't collected no rocks. I'm going to go with the guy with rocks. He got so many seashells. I'm going to go with seashell Sam because he's got more seashell by the seashore. Okay. It started with rocks and seashells. Then it went into temps. Uh, tents, teepees, and, and caves. Oh, his cave is bigger than your cave. I feel cramped in this cave. His cave got a lot more space. Look at that. His cave is up there with the Aztecs and the Mayans. Look at that. There's a cave up there. He got a cave on the top of the hill. You got a cave right down here in the valley where it's hot. Okay. I'm going to go to the guy with the big cave, the secure cave, because your tent down here, the saber-toothed tiger keeps tearing it up. But his cave up there is warm. He got bear, he got bear rugs. He got, he got, he's the skin of the tiger. I can't stay warm in his cave. <laughs> and since the beginning of time, bang, bang, bang. All right. That's how you've been able to convert. And that's how we're doing it today. So you got resources, they're going to it. You got a better living situation, they're going to it. And ultimately, you got to realize more women are gonna want you. Then you got to protect your resources. Because sooner or later, she'll get you kicked out of your own cave once they figure that out. But it's always been this trade. But you're trying to do this, guys. You're trying to get money and be high value and check, keep women in check. Mm. Normies. <laughs> you're trying to keep normies in check. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Don't waste your time. I'm going to become a high value man, and then I'm going to get a normie, and I'm going to cheat on her. Nope. Because high-value men can cheat on their wives. You're making a mistake. While that is true, what you have to understand is part of the deal to get that wife, that wife has to say, yep, just bring the bare rug, the bare fur rugs. Keep me in this castle. Keep me in this cave. I don't care what you do with your salami. She has to agree with that. You can't just get a normie and, and say, now that I got money, I'm going to cheat on you like crazy. <laughs> mm. No. 
You got to take a girl that work at Hooters, convert her ass, right? And say, look, you was a Hooter waitress before I got you. You part of the, uh, you're part of the harem in the concubine. Play your role. She'll be like, okay, good. Because I was tired of slinging wings and talking to old men for tips. Okay, now you got a situation. She's hardly a normie. She was on the verge of being a stripper, all right? And you rescued her and you put her in her place, all right? That's different. But you're trying to take normies who believe in love and then convert her and then cheat on her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, man. Sign a contract, dude. These people got contracts protecting them from stuff like that. All right. Uh, and this is the idea. You're always trying to get a significant resource for free. That makes you an idiot out here, guys. You think you're going to get every woman you're going to be with sexually and, and in love. You think you're going to get them for free. What you think girls like you because of your looks? Ninja, please. You know mustache having with whiskers like a whack compared to beans you whack. Hey, guys, look. It don't work like that. When you guys wake up, you guys are still thinking you're going to get girls now because of your looks. You think girls going to keep you stay in, in, in pocket because you got money. <sighs> Don't let them flip on you. They're going to bait and switch you, flip the script. You think girls, you're going to get girls at the club because you just tall and handsome and got money. You're going to set yourself up for a mass, massive disaster. And don't say it ain't going to happen to me. Let me give you an example. There's example number one. He's going to pay $2 million for a piece of normie peace leave that he busted on. Um, here's another guy right here. Let me show you another guy right here. Let me show you another guy right here. This is what happens when you're dealing with normies and you got money. L. 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 Uh, L. L. Let me see here. Kobe Bryant. L. I know you don't want to think this. I know what you think is game. God, what game do you need when you're rich? You don't need game when you're rich. You need to pay girls off. I got money. That'll keep you out of trouble. Men who have kept their bag have figured this out a long time ago. Like rich executives, this is why they got the rich CEOs and executives. They fly into New York. They have the concierge. This is what they used to have to do. They don't have to do this no more, but they, they would fly to New York, get a penthouse suite. They go down to the concierge desk. Hey, who got the girls? And they pay a small portion of their income, have fun, send the girl on. Have you seen the movie Wall Street? I hate to use movies as a reference, but this is how it works. Have you seen the movie um, uh, with Al Pacino uh, where he was blind? Remember the movie with Al Pacino, he was blind? And then he went to New York. He was like, what I want to do before I off myself and delete myself, I'm going to go to New York, have relationships with the finest woman I can do. He took $5,000, went up to a hotel suite, and he hired her. She, she Wait, she delivered herself to the door. Not pretty. A sin of a woman. Yes, that's the movie. Sin of a woman. But you guys think, nah, I won't have her soul. <laughs> you guys think, nah, nah, man, that ain't right, man. Nah, nah, I'm going to get her to like me first. Mm. But you will pay 20 minutes. You will get embarrassed. 
on TikTok and Instagram when a 304 comes out and says, yeah, you took it for free. You'd rather get embarrassed. The ego of the man, the ego of the male is out of control. And your ego is going to get you cut down. And it's not women are going to get you cut down. Your own damn ego is going to get you cut down. <laughs> the mayor, senator, governors, rappers, they figured it out. And it's bet. see, look, it's better for them. It's better for them to get accused of paying a woman than to pay women normies off for one night of romance. One night of romance gone bad. One night of taking a woman's soul gone bad. One night. Don't tell me it ain't going to happen to you. This is what I was talking about, the meet the black YouTuber. Hashtag black YouTube voice. What happened to me? All right. Anyway, one night of ego getting checked and schooled. Is it worth it? Look at these guys. Look at these guys. One after the next. I got money, but I'm going to go get normies. Stop. Stop it. Let's get back to these super chats. Sorry, man. Now, for you normie men that don't have money, this is a different strategy. If you don't have money and you're a normie as a guy, you can't do this. Well, you're not a high-value man, so it doesn't matter. All right? And I know there's people like, high value has more to do with money. Uh, this is America. I don't know if you know. You're judged on how big and how high up your castle is. That's what you're judged on, whether you like it or not. You cannot play this game all you want. You can refuse to accept the rules of the game of capitalism. You can do that all day long. Well, it's my morality. It's me as my character. Okay. <laughs> all right yeah that might matter you can get a wife for 45 years and then she'll dump you on your head and divorce great be the kingdom come at a 50 60 70 percent rate all right you can play that game where's angry man i'm gonna use and i said i was gonna get to the super chats where's the angry man the angry man i love this analogy he talked about this and i'm gonna say it again because a lot of people missed it you're playing monopoly you're on the board. You're in the game. You have a piece. You have one of the thimbles. You have the car. You have the shoe. You're in the game. You're on the board, but you're stubborn. You're not going to go around the board. You're not going to roll the dice. I refuse to play. That's you in America. We're playing Monopoly. We're in the game. We wake up every day. We're rolling dice. But your ass just refused to play. Hell no. And you just sit there on a piece of property you don't own. You can go around the board and collect $200, but your ass don't even want to roll the dice to go around the board and collect $200. Then you get mad when everybody starts playing the game around you. You get mad when everybody plays the game around you and they roll and they get all the uh, community chests and they get the benefits of playing the game. And then they start making money by going around the board and not going to jail. All right, but you'll stay there and go to jail. Then I start landing on your spot that you're sitting on, and I start buying property on that spot and gentrifying your neighborhood and then taking up all your property and then making you pay rent and then increasing the rent by keep playing the game and you keep sitting there not wanting to play. Then I build a hotel on your place that you didn't move from and didn't roll the dice from, and then you keep getting mad. 
You see what I'm saying? And this is what game y'all playing out here. You're playing the morality game. I refuse to play this game. God, this is America. We're playing. So you can stop playing. Somebody says, I don't get the collect $200 part. Where in life do men get rewards for participation? That's going to work. That's being a knuckle dragger. <laughs> you right. Going to work and clocking in, clocking out will get you 200 bucks. All right. That's going to get you 200 bucks. So you roll the dice, you get up every morning, you brush your teeth, you go to work, clock in, clock out, you get 200 bucks. All right. You got to work, chick. You don't want to play. <laughs> okay. You don't have to play. But we playing around your ass. <laughs> you want the welfare uh, go uh, community chest. You want the welfare. All right. Hey, where's the freebies? All right, so shout out to the anger, man. I love that analogy. I'm going to keep using that. We play Monopoly. We play Monopoly, and you don't want to play. Then what happens is when you don't like it, you just turn to flip the board upside down. Money going everywhere. All right, you're not playing. You're not advantaging me in the Monopoly game. Flip the board upside down so nobody else can play. <laughs> All right, shout out to Constantine says, uh, got you right there. He says, everyone has to complete the sexual harassment court. Uh, Wellesley Drummond says, I don't, he says, I just do me and stay away from them at my home gym building while I take in your message. Keep going strong, coach. All right. Um, and, I, and, I, and I love it, guys. You have the option. Like, you have the option of going. When it comes to women romance, pay for play, when it comes to all that, I choose not to participate in, in that game, right? Because it's a game. That's why they keep saying you have to have game. All right, the dating game. So anybody that says it's not a game, it's a game. So the dating and romance game and the game of player and, and, and manipulate who manipulates who, some guys are like, no. And I think that's a great strategy for you to recover and build leverage, okay? Uh, let's see here. DJM says, Coach, the Federal Reserve raising interest rates in March is going to be a hot girl summer, and I got money, I and got money. let's go. He says, and I got money winner. I'm telling you, man, I think that right there, because the Federal Reserve announced yesterday, people were looking at it. I think they announced that they're going to raise interest rate in March. That's going to be, that's going to have significant effects on the housing market, which has effects significantly on a lot of people who, you know, a lot of how a lot of people live. That might affect the home buying process. And we're going to see. That, that was people that didn't want that to see that happen. I think they don't have any choice. Some people did say that they will never raise the interest rates because they know the effect. But now we know that they're going to raise it. All right. That's, that was the hope strategy speaking. I want you guys to understand. I want you guys to understand. You guys that seen the hope strategy, I really feel bad for you. I'm in the, I'm in the future, guys. And I don't have hope. <laughs> I believe hope is not a strategy. It is the worst strategy to go by. No, nah, they'll never do that. That's hope talking. You hope they don't never do that, but they're going to do it. They don't have any choice. They don't have any choice. Now, with the student loan payments uh, reactivating, uh, I want to say in the next couple of months, people living on their last dime, inflation, uh, potentially people that have, haven't caught up on their rent, from the, uh, you know, you didn't have to pay rent, potential evictions, 
uh, foreclosures, man, y'all better stack some cash because they're going to be deals that are going to be made here. A lot of people have taken a just, it's in May coming up. Okay, not March, in May. It's going to be bad. We're already bad. Guys, it's not correcting. I don't think, this administration is not about correcting this problem. They don't really care. I mean, it's not that I'm trying to go against the Democrats or anything. They don't really care about correcting and putting you in a situation. They have made a perfect storm of economic failure and collapse for better uh, uh, or worse, meaning people are out of jobs. Same time that interest rates are going to rise. Same time that the evictions are going to go up. Same time that's the student loan repayment is going to uh, continue. Same time. Guys, this is going to be bad. There's nothing good coming from this. Same time as hyperinflation. There's nothing good coming. Same time as the stimulus check runs out. Same time as they're hiring IRS agents um, to come back and get PPP loan violators. I mean, this is a perfect storm. Same time as they're going to sign an executive order against cryptocurrency uh, gains as capital gains. Same time as the crypto market crashes. Same time as, oh, this is bad. And there's going to be a lot of people same time that there's literally proposing potentially a World War III. Oh, man, I'm telling you, man, I want you guys to get on your game. This is a perfect storm. This is a perfect storm of a pretty cold winter here, and it's going to be a lot of this on the market. I got money. Hey, don't be upset with her. She did the same thing that anybody else in her position would have done. She did the same thing that you would have done. She had her price, just like each and every one of you have your price. And I, I'm just saying, a lot of people here have been telling me over this time, it ain't going to happen. No, it ain't going to happen. That's the hope strategy talking. You better get yourself in a position of leverage for it to not really affect you. All right. And that's what I do for men here. This is what I do for men. There's, un there's unfortunately, guys. This last two years, I've been waking up. I said I was going to do Super Chats. I've been waking up, and I've been like, and then I've been seeing the amount of young women and older women that are selling themselves right now. I mean, I've ventured in that type of the, what do they call it? When you go to the dark side, like the Midnight Express, I'm on the dark side. And as a person that hasn't been on the dark side, which is you, you're a normie, and you're a hope strategist, you're hoping relationships and marriage, they're just going to get better miraculously with no effort being put in. Guys, the relationships between men and women are going sideways. The relationships between black and men, are, men and women are going sideways. Women are selling themselves between the ages of 18 and 30 at very high rates, higher than you know, higher than that are going to be reported. They're selling, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it. I've been on the dark side and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of women that want to do this. I can't keep up. I can't, this is how, this is how much it's going on. I showed you a show yesterday, right? Did I show you the show yesterday? I showed you the show yesterday. Uh, you guys are running game on women that are in desperation. And they're doing desperate things that you don't know about. He says, yeah, but coach, not all. Yeah, it, guys, it never has to take all. That's my whole point. It only has to take a portion 
to make a significant impact. Like in the stock market, I know I'm going on and on. In the stock market, a 10% fall overnight of a stock is considered a correction. 20% is a crash. So in that, if 10% is a correction and 20% is a crash, what is that in the dating world? Let's take it the dating world. If the dating was more world was a stock and 10% of women decided, nope, we're just going to go that way. Nope, we're not going to get married. Nope, we're going to run the carousel. Nope, we're going to sell ourselves. If 10% does that, that's a correction of the dating marketplace. The dating marketplace then has to adjust. Then 20% is a crash. If 20% of the women go, which they are, it crashes the marketplace. It crashes the marketplace. It then makes it unbalanced. There's what's going on here. They're like, okay, these people got to do what? Okay, you got to get in the game. If you can pay, if you can't pay, what do you do? It's disastrous. If 30% do it, if 40% do it, it's over. It's a, You're in a depression recession, and it's going to take a decade or two to even recover from that. That's why he says, I'm trolling. I got you, brother. The dating marketplace has crashed because of the economy, because of decision-making, because of this rift between feminism, because of this rift between black women and white, uh, black men and black women. You guys have never been able to get along. You are constantly at each other's neck. Um, the dating marketplace has crashed. It's been a devastation. So it don't take many women to do this. And if they're doing this for economic purposes, or if they're no longer getting married, but they're just going to sue you for a bad night, or they're going to get impregnated because they can't get the marriage. This is devastating. And I love the hope strategist. Go ahead and hope. Hope it'll get better without making an effort. All right. <laughs> we'll get into it. The, we, we, we'll get into it here. Uh, Mr. DG456 says, here's tacos and cerveza on me, coach. He says, this is my overdue tuition for your Wednesday show. The Stop Running Game episode was classic. Keep doing what you do. Better wake up. Thank you, sir. DG Seymour says, bless coach. He says, love the blue chip mindset. You're handing out free coaching and mentoring. Hopefully the brothers apply it. Much respect. I'll sit at the end of this entire situation, the next 20 years, and I'll be sitting here going, I told you so. All right, that's what I'm going to say. All right, shout out to you. Aaron Guy says, hypothetical question. Your, your girl is on OnlyFans, but you are cool with it because it's P-I-M-P-ing and she's pregnant. Pimping or simping? Uh, pregnant by who? Um, if you're making money, if you're making money and you're taking a cup for some her OnlyFans, it will be considered a PIMP move. But um, that's your child's mother, so that's a disaster. Uh, Master A Music says, my guy, he says, I don't even wait one day. Womenism is the best thing that ever happened to men, and I, I agree. Because men will wake up and they'll discover that womenism lied to them. I wrote the book on this but what you'll realize is not not only was it freeing to you it was further enslavement to her she thought she was free she freed herself from her obligation to one man but uh the time clock as he say here the clock is going to strike midnight on womenism in their own lives and then when the clock strikes midnight it's a disaster mm. then they want to revert back to hey where you know they want to revert back to this what happened where did all the men go when the clock strikes midnight 
And then they start doing this type of stuff here. Oh, it doesn't matter what age I am. I'm sexy no matter what. Uh, this is midlife crisis. Then it gets to dilute. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. See, that right there, that used to make a lot of guys mad because they're like, oh, man, the marketplace messed up. Guys, this is the best thing to happen to This is the best thing to happen to you. The womanist movement was the best thing to happen to you as a income producing man. You're like, OK, we're getting what we want for the most part, as long as you protect yourself. This is why I'm always telling women, I'm not trying to change you. If you want to jump on the stripper pole, go ahead. If you want to be a career woman, go ahead. If you want to be a housewife, go ahead. All right. I'm not trying to stop you from doing anything. All right. Either way, I'm going to get my advantage out of this. I'm going to get what I want because then I don't have to marry you anymore. Remember, you have to. You used to have to marry a woman to get sex. You used to have to marry her. Then then it then it moved to you used to have to wait 90 days to get it. Now it's you don't have to wait for a damn thing if you're the right guy. Now, if you're the wrong guy, you got to watch her get piped down for five years, 10 years, and then you got to marry her. Man, please, this is the best thing to happen to us. You ain't lying, Master A Music. Justin Gonzalez, shout out to you, number one fan. The Real Fit Style says, Coach, out of all the RP content creators, you are the most real and have the most real and honest messages. In, in reality, you should have over a million subs. That's a fighting uphill battle. I've been in here plugging away. I'm here every day. You know what I mean? It is what it is. There's an algorithm. There's a way to that, that they do this. But my message is a little too real. It's a little too real, you know. I, I try not to sugarcoat things, but I'm not in the competition. You know what? The numbers don't mean much, although I could have retired. <laughs> I could do three live streams a week instead of 10 and 12. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying? You got a million subs. I'll just put one video out. It get 300,000 views in an hour. You know what I'm saying? Do three live streams. Hey, I'm done for the week. But that's not my nature anyway. <laughs> All right. Your boy Scoot says, TGIF, shout out to the one and only coach game. Keep dealing that ish, coach. Because what I do is I slap you hard. I slap you guys hard. Right? The truth, they don't want this. This is the real, real message. All right? This is a real message. Because there's no hope at the There's no hope at the end that I push. Right? I don't play that game. I don't push hope at the end. Well, if we just save the community one step daddy at a time. Nope. I tell you, do, don't save them. <laughs> but what I do, what I do find funny is most of the time, most women should agree with my message. Because I'm saying, ladies, go get, go get a job. Go get a career. Go do whatever the hell you want to do. You can fly, island hop. Go travel, go on girls' trips, go on, the, go get piped down at the college, go get piped down, go, go, go through your 304 phase. I don't try to stop you. Other men at the end of their stream is like, okay, ladies, I'll show you how to get right. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Nah, I say go ahead. Keep 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 doing what you're doing. Dig that hole. <laughs> we need burger flippers. We need people to fall on off the economic cliff. We need you out here. You know what I mean? We need you. I need you because y'all all ain't going to be successful. I know that. You're, you're not going to be successful the route you're going. I know that. So I need some people out here panhandling. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need you to go there. I need you to smash into the wall and run out of options. I need that. <laughs> he said, we don't need that. They turned into killers. Like that one sister that led four dudes into a house robbery and she got shot. All right, Callie West says, but coach, remember, all you got to do is, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the famous last words of anything. All you got to do is, see, all you got to do is hold masculine frame. All you got to do is, and somebody says, yeah, they turned into killers. But look, if you're a 5%, one percenter, you're always insulated from anarchy. You're always insulated from anarchy because the people that end up, running into the wall, they're doing short, they're, they end up, uh, you know, doing short money. They, they, they end up making mistakes. They end up not being blue chip. They grow up in, they do things opposite of what's right. I can be a single parent and raise, okay. Uh, most of the time people lose. 70% of people take L's on that. But go ahead. What happens is when they start flipping over the Monopoly board, I'm up high on the hill in a gated community. When you start burning down your city, you ain't got no car to drive to my city. And by the time you get to my city, the freeway will be blocked off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, tear it up. Tear up your own stuff. All right, this is how people think. But let me go back. Callie West says, man, coach, remember, all you got to do is, and he says, these high-value targets believe that they're the golden child even when they see other men fall victim. 100%. You're not the golden child. Guys, get your ego out of this. When it comes to women, the ego has been removed because they've made everything easier, right? Now the trap is, can you not get caught in the back end? All right. A man supporting man says, why Chris Brown need to grape anyone? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know why he would have to. It's hard to believe. I would just have to hear the story. But since it's not going to be a criminal case, you're not going to hear the details. They're going to settle. And because he settles, they're going to say he did it, right? That's the that's the legal game. When they get in the room, they're not going to say, well, like her lawyer and his lawyer are going to sit in the room. And they're not going to hash out truth. Chris Brown's lawyer is going to say, what can I do to make this go away? What's the number? And they're going to negotiate the number. They're not going to say whether he was guilty or innocent. They might say, you know, she ain't going to get no money out of this, really. Um, I know you're working on contingency as a lawyer, meaning you get a cut of this deal. So how much cut do you want? The lawyer might say, well, I'm getting 50%, 40% or whatever's legally av available, 30%. I get a 30% cut of whatever happens from this. So this is how much I want because I'm an old lawyer and I need to pay my grandkids tuition. Oh, how much is your tuition for your grandkids? Well, over four years, 250000 Okay, so our number needs to be somewhere around where you could get 30% and equal that. That's what's going to happen. And he got to cut a check 
to them to pay the grandpa's, uh, the grandpa lawyer's kids' college tuition, right? And she, the other girl's going to get a cut in which she's going to spend it in T-minus 2.5 years because she's a normie. She's going to spend it all up and be broke in 10 years. This is how the game is played. So whether you like it or not, this is how the Monopoly game is played as well. So can you insulate yourself? Yes, you can go to, there's a go to jail card in the community chest or whatever is over there. There's a go to jail card. So that's how you go to jail. Same thing with divorce. The lawyer works on contingency, jumps up all these charges. Hey, do you want to negotiate or you want to fight? Ah, forget it. I'll negotiate. I'll give her what she wants. And the guy just walks away. Then he's depressed. <laughs> then he wants to delete himself, right? Miles Chumley says, shout out to the coach gang. The worst place to meet women is the club and during parties. Go party just to have fun, not meet women. I 100% agree. Uh, this is why I'm against the cold approach because typically they are cold approaching in these arenas. And in past times, it was safe. Now, now it's not so safe. Um, I would not use that strategy in today's world. I would not. All right. So, but you could, you guys, you could do whatever the hell you want. At some point, you're going to come up empty. And don't tell me you're not because we've already shown you. All right. One. All right. Two. Three. All right. How many more you want? Uh, four. Five. I mean, there's too much evidence. Well, it won't happen to me. All right. Boy, the ego, the male ego. Castigator says grape allegations leading to civil cases all tend to end up with settlements. Sounds a lot like blackmail to me. Oh, yeah, that's part of the Monopoly game. Anytime there's a civil case, it's many times it could be based on uh, an extortion, a way to transfer wealth. So when you see that, you should automatically go, hmm. But then on the other side of the argument, in fairness to the other side, they're saying a criminal case often is going to get dismissed. No, pro no charges levied, no trial, no conviction. Okay, so what, what are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do, right? Well, what you're supposed to do is possibly, this is my advice, ladies and gentlemen, if you have daughters, this would be my advice to my daughter. And my daughter's going to rebel against this advice. Okay, because they all do. Then they get hemmed up in a situation and then they're crying. What I tell you is, I know in your mind, you're going to say, it doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter what time of the night it was. It doesn't matter what I wear. Um, but it, then it matters for the guy. The guy, it always matters. Well, what were you doing at 2 o'clock? Okay, what were you doing here uh, in this neighborhood? What were you doing with the car running outside of 7-Eleven? What were you doing? See, when the guy does something, it matters, but for her, she's going to say it don't matter. Well, what I would tell you is you better think long and hard about putting yourselves in certain situations. Because there's always a consequence to everything, whether you're male or female. There's a consequence to any decision that you make, whether positive or negative. And there's always an equal and opposite reaction to everything that you do. It is the laws of physics. Uh, uh, Newton's law number two. There's always an equal and opposite reaction to whatever, whatever happens. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. I believe that's Newton's law number two. 
So you do something, there's oftentimes going to be the opposite energy that comes right back. Am I wrong? So if you don't want a negative energy to come back, don't put yourself in negative situations, right? Right? Because that energy coming back, it's law number three. That's the third law. The second law is the law of thermodynamics. Thank you, man. Hey, Coach Gang knows. I haven't been in physics class in a while, but it's the third law. Cause, effect, equal, opposite reaction, action, reaction. That's how life works. And so if you got some bozo saying, well, I did this, but I didn't want the negative reaction, you're an idiot. That's not how life works. <laughs> that ain't even how the laws of physics work. It literally is a, you have a consequence to every decision you make. Now, if you make dumb decisions along constant and you keep getting dumb reactions as a dumb, your know, dumb decisions, what am I supposed to do with that? Mm. All right. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I'm listening. This is why I don't get promoted because I'm literally too truthful. I hold you accountable. I hold you accountable. Well, you shouldn't do this and you should teach me. No, 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 no. What you should control what you do. Don't be out here trying to control what the rest of the world does. Control what you do, and odds are you'll end up good. Well, I should be able to go out there. Yeah, you should. All right. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. If if we're fifths, we'd all be drunk. But see, that's an immature mind. And guys, when you go out to bars and nightclubs, you're dealing with immature minds on the woman's side. You're not dealing with maturity. You're not dealing with rationality. You're not dealing with clarity. You're not dealing with people who accept consequences. You're dealing with people that are going to skirt accountability when it don't work for them, period. So when you go out there, that's your counterpart. And you're rolling the dice against that. Every now and then you get lucky. Every now and then you'll crap out. And stop going around here touching women inappropriately. And ladies, stop touching men inappropriately because you like them. Charlie Brown, shout out to you. We're going to calm down now. Ashley Davis says, Coach, I wrote a book, 30 Dangerous Ideas for Men in Their 30s. He says, it's the 48 uh, Laws of Power plus the Free Agent Lifestyle. It's on Amazon. Shout out to Ashley. Ashley Davis has been here for quite a while. So I am glad that to see now you're writing books. All right, you're writing books. Um, there you go. I do see it. And there's a motorcycle cover right there. So I'm going to pull it up. It's on Kindle, according to me, but I'll check it out. I'll investigate it. Congratulations, man. Uh, we need more philosophies out here. All right. Ed, the 304 detector um, says uh, men of men of resources are high value targets, dead or alive. Hashtag Michael Jackson. Hashtag David Bowie. If you guys don't get that, I was going to share the Hugh Hefner story. He's on the thumbnail. He's literally dead. And they're trashing him right now. They're trashing him like you guys trashed Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia at the Wendy's. All right, like you guys trashed Santa Monica, California. I mean, Janet Jackson is trashing Michael Jackson, and he did. Guys, when will you guys get it? You getting Hugh Hefner getting me too from the grave. And they're going to trash his entire legacy. They're going to pull it all down. And if you don't think so, look what happened to that damn uh, 
Uh, anyway, face facts says human resources is that you went to college for six years, hundred K in student loan debt to be a human file cabinet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. A human file cabinet. All right. Trying to distinguish what law is guys. The human resource department is the worst thing that happened to corporations in a long time. All right. But then again, you know, you will make deals. You make deals with socialists. <laughs> Human resources, the police department against your corporation. All right, let's hire the police department to basically tell me what I can't do with my my corporation. Oh. They're going to police my corporation. Hey, we're going to make billions of dollars. Oh, no, you're not. Why? Well, you don't have a proper balance of men and women. Oh. Those people can't do the job. Well, you still got to hire them. Okay, uh, we'll make half a billion dollars. No, you won't. Why? You don't have enough Skittles people in here. Oh, okay. Uh, well, are they going to do the job? Well, it doesn't matter if they're going to do the job. You got to have them. Okay, hire them. We'll make a quarter of a billion dollars. <laughs> like, you literally got to lower your goal because you got to have people in here to push and put some pencils or paper around. Then sure enough, these people are going to get disgruntled. These people ain't going to do no work. And I'm not saying that certain type of people ain't going to do no work, but they ain't trying to make you a billionaire. They just going to show up, clock in, clock out, and sit there like this here. Well, I got a job, and they be on monster.com looking for other jobs. You'd be like, shit. <laughs> Why are you here? I got to motivate your ass every day. Before you come into the... Before you clock in and clock out, this is them in the parking lot. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Just to do something, just so you can make a half a billion dollars, all right, for your corporation. Then they're going to come in. We deserve a bigger cut, you CEO. You're out at the golf club. You're out at your house in your ranch in Wyoming, you're not in here working with us. I'm the boss. I pay you to work. <laughs> he should be on it. You know, they didn't change the whole corporation where you got to literally be like this. All right, I took all the risk. I invested. I used my savings. I used my trust fund to start this company. They want me out there digging ditches with them. A good leader digs ditches with their company. Why am I digging the ditches? Then I'm out there digging ditches better than you. And the, and, the, and the company morale goes up. Hey, our boss dig ditches with us. We got a great boss. And he out there sweating. <laughs> he out there sweating. And you're like, you're such a great boss. I'm glad you're down here digging ditches with us. Oh, by the way, my 15-minute break is coming up. I'm out of here. Mm. Boss, don't make, boss don't take a break at all. Why? Because it's his company. The boss works seven days a week, 24 hours a day. But you want your boss down there digging ditches with you so you can feel better to go to your job. All right, guys, this is a socialist bad mindset. Well, the, my boss doesn't know how to work an Excel spreadsheet. He don't have to know. You got to know. We're like, <laughs> See, my boss can't even do the Excel spreadsheet. Okay, why does he have to know how to do the spreadsheet? Can somebody ask me this? Answer me this. No, I hire you 
to do the spreadsheet. Not only that, I hire salespeople to do the selling. If, if I wanted to be a salesperson, I would be a salesperson. You sell, you do the human resources, you do the data entry, and I invest in sacrifice and risk. I take a bigger cut of the risk. I take a bigger cut of the money because I took the biggest risk. You just clocked in and clocked out. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. See, while you're at home watching Netflix after you done clocked out, I'm still at work like this, looking at my bottom line. People are still emailing me all day, all night. Two in the morning, I got to take an emergency. I got to put out fires. I got to hire this and hire that. I got to follow these laws and rules. I got to find out how to hide this debt. You're at home watching Netflix, uh, streaming them. You're out here watching series on Netflix. Yeah, have you watched this series? So you can talk about it at work when you get home, get to work, and you work two hours, and I'll pay you for eight. <laughs> he out there stressed like this. He looking at the stock plummeting. He's like, oh, my God. He's got to travel. He's got to get investors. He got to do all this stuff. But you want him out here digging ditches. This is how this is how a country and a corporation fails. Because you hired the wrong people with the wrong mentality. I risk. I invest. I get the stress. Yes, I could take a vacation. Yes, I could work for two hours because I work for 24 hours. Little do you know. All right. Anyway, going back to the Super Chats. Aliba Kalima says, Coach, I have full confidence that if I get a yacht docked in Miami with a couple of bands, regular ham and eggers, only fans, regulars will be passing peace leave. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. And this is the this is the, the state of how it goes. I know people that don't know, you don't know. If you live in Los Angeles, if you live in Orange County, if you live in Miami and D.C. and New York and Chicago and Atlanta, you see this on a regular but you live in Des Moines, Iowa, in Tupelo, Mississippi. You don't think this is possible. You're like, what women do this? They do it all the time. And this is where they do it. Women that wouldn't even give you the time uh, of the day. Oh, by the way, when I drive in my 911, I'm letting you know. Dude, them girls be cutting eyes like crazy. My daughter, I'm taking her up. I'm by a college campus, by the way. I pick her up because she went to go get some food. I pick her up. A couple's walking by me. His girl just. Uh... Then he looked at her because he caught her looking. She looked the other way. I'm at the stoplight in the 911. A woman drives up. She blasting her music, lines her window up with me. She looking over at me. So I say, hey, what you listening to? She turns her music down. Oh, I'm listening to great all engaged in the conversation. Neck loose. Now, when I'm in my BMW, when I'm in my truck, that never happens. It never happens. I got to pull down the window. I got to crank my window down like this here. Hey, what's up, babe? She looking at you like. <laughs> so what I'm telling you is I now see the BS. When you start getting yourself in that position, you see the BS. You're like, wow, what a world of difference.
What a world of difference. All you got to do is show. Now, not all women are going to do this. Some women will be like, hmm, he think he's, you're going to get that too. You're going to get this. Huh. He think you all that. Cause, so you, you're going to get the, you're going to get the reverse of that. Women that know they don't qualify are going to belittle you for that. Mm, he must have a little Johnson. You're going to get that effect too. But those are oftentimes, there's not going to be attractive women that do that. It's going to be busted Pillsbury biscuit cans going to do that to you. And then you can literally be like, yeah, you know you don't qualify. You know you can't even get in a 9-11, so that's why you're doing that to me. <laughs> oh, man. He says, I break necks in my Corolla. It is what it is. Yep. The AB Network guy, coach, after talking that, after taking that harassment course, he says, the next day I was pulling this Kaylee's hair on the subway. She had an afro, and I wanted to see if it was real. The first time she gave consent, LOL, she was a Hugo Chavez, by the way. Shout out to the Hugo Chavez. Uh, yeah, man. But at least you were doing it on the subway. Uh, not getting in trouble. Azriel, there was a character named Azriel on the Smurfs. I think it was the cat, but I think that's your name too. Oh, I'm I'm way behind. We'll catch up. He says that's being a gump paying two million for peace leave. Yes, don't be a gump paying two million for peace leave. Not at all. Eugene Morgan says it's Friday, coach in the coach gang, and I'm feeling celebratory. Let us all go down to the little sleezers and get a piece of peace leave. Indeed, man. Shout out to you. Somebody said they're six foot four, can't fit in the nine eleven. Yeah, I, I feel cramped in it, and I'm small, so it's like, whoa! I can't imagine if you were tall in that car. That would be cramped up. It's tight. You uh, swing out museum. Uh, XXs are like squirrels; they collect seed. <laughs> oh my goodness, nasty Nardo coach. I agree with the money part, but power. He says it is really having power. Oh, sorry, is it really having power? When a simple allegation can bring you down, men have no power. So I see what you're saying there. Um, you're you're basically acknowledging the trap of having money and power, right? And so I've been I've been trying to acknowledge to you guys that um, you know, money, power, and then women, money, power, and then respect. What they're gonna say is you have a power position because you have money. So it allowed her to do something that she wouldn't have normally done to a man without the power. Power attracts women. They always go for powerful men. This is what they're naturally asking for. This is why they go against you because you have no power. This is why they say, I'm strong and independent. They oftentimes are acknowledging what they want from the man by projecting on uh, to you and saying, I got it. Now, if you're demonstrating power, they wouldn't even bark strong and independent. It won't even come out their mouth. It won't even fly out. And if it does, she knows she's immediately disqualified. But we're trying to acknowledge to you men that with your money and power comes consequences. If you're messing with normies, you're going to get, it only takes her, who is not a normie, to go Jane Doe on you. <laughs> All right. She go Jane Doe on her. I mean, she goes Jane Doe on you. She got all the power. All right, and you gave it to her by doing what? Only one thing. Only one thing. You gave her meat. Let me show you two more men that have done this. We can go on and on on this one. Let me see here. 
Uh, let's see here. Remember this guy right here? This guy right here was going to run for president of uh, France, I believe. France. Shout out to the people in France. Hey. France. He was going to run for president of France. And he literally, he was an economist. He was a financial guy. And he literally, allegedly took some house cleaners peace leave. A hotel house cleaner. Not a rich woman. Not all these prostitutes. He took a house cleaners, a hotel cleaners peace leave, and lost everything. Allegedly or unallegedly set up or no set up. He literally stole it allegedly. Whether he did or not. Or he didn't have pipe control. Or he thought he could have power over women. So let's just, no matter how you argue it, he lost by not having uh, salami discipline. The one thing that brought him down was that he thought he had power over women because he was successful. That Let's take it that way. Or the one thing that he lost was someone alleged that he used his power. Either way, he lost. So even if you did it or not, you lost. That's what we want you to understand. And you guys are running around here. You're nobodies. And you think you're not going to lose. And people who are somebodies are losing. Give you another example. Here's another example right here. This guy at one particular point was worth $350 million. Guess what? He ended up in jail. Whether he did it or not, it's, it's irrelevant. Whether women were able to prove it or not was irrelevant. But he didn't lose because he made bad investments. He didn't lose because he made a bad decision. He, I mean, a bad decision outside of women. He didn't lose because he chose the wrong wife. He didn't lose. He lost because of pipe discipline. He lost because he thought he could leverage his power and, and win every he said, she said argument. He lost. And you go goofy game guys are running around here talking about, nah, let me show you another guy. Bill Clinton. Eventually he lost. He lost. He did one and everybody overlooked it. Another one over everybody overlooked it. Another one, everybody overlooked it. Then they can finally no longer uh, overlook it. Oh, Monica Lewinsky in your presidential chair. In your power position? Oh. Now that you did it in the presidential seat in the Oval Office and you getting your salami, you getting succeeded for a stack, oh, we can no longer overlook that. That's a violation. And he got impeached. He didn't lose his office, but he got impeached. Okay. And what has somebody said the CIA set up? And what do we all know about this? There have been men, Julius Caesar, Mark Antony, 
Cleopatra at two brutes. I mean, you can go down the line. Many men of power. So you, at this point, your statement is true. Many men of power thought they had power, and then they dealt with the wrong woman, and they lost power. So in that way, you're right. Where is it in? Oh, man. Samson and Delilah. <laughs> Guys, it's everywhere. Since the beginning of time. So in your statement, Nasty Nardo, why many people might disagree, you're absolutely right. Men don't have the power in the end. It takes very little to bring your ass down. Tiger Woods. Go, go. Where are we at? Show me one guy that is able to overcome this in, with his power and money. These type of allegations. At some point, it is what it is. Our, a rest in peace, RP Mike. I always thought this high value man could cheat on their wives was bad advice because that's all she needs right there to destroy you. That's all she needs. Okay. I, I wouldn't. You can cheat on her. Yes, you, you can cheat on her. But you cheat the wrong way, it's over. Meaning. What she'll say is this, especially if you're high value. You know what? I know you've been running around on me. I know you've been running around on me. I don't appreciate that. But now these hoes are showing up at my door. Now you're in my marital bed. Now these girls are trying to, uh, these girls, you got these young girls around my kids. Now you violate it. And you're going to slip up. And then she's going to say, that's it. Can't take it no more. Now they're embarrassing me at the country club. Now they're trying to move into my spot. Yeah, you can cheat on them until you go overboard. All right, DJ Slim spins. LOL, dudes want to win but scared to play. I'll never understand it, coach. I never understand it either. You want to win at life, but you don't want to play. How? All right. Some, some people might like say, well, you got to win at women to play. No, you don't. I got money. <laughs> All right, you got to play to win with women. No, you don't. I got money. They call it the oldest profession for a reason. <laughs> Swing Out Museum says pay, play, and part ways. Just like we just said. I got money. And even that strategy isn't 100% foolproof. But I'll take that over a grape allegation. I'll take that over a grape allegation. Any day of the week. Because I can just be like, well, it is what it is. A grape allegation you can't just brush off. Shout out to my man, and I'm catching up. Sorry. Masculine Brotherhood with the sponsorships. He says, sup, coach. This is on regard in regard to young females dating older men. My family is Honduran, mostly black Latino, and my cousin was 20 years old when she bagged a 60-year-old white man who makes about 500K a year. Now she's 24, and their marriage going for a third kid, she's set. And he'll die before her, and she'll get to do whatever he she wants by age 40. <laughs> and I have a Honduran girl that I see from time to time. She's in her 20s as well. Um, they have a very good mix of black because there's a lot of African black descendancies in Honduras. Um, and so she does look kind of black and Latino at the same time. It's a very good combination. Comes together very well. Um, and uh, that's true. She has no problem. She like whatever, you know. This whole idea of this ages age thing in relationships is pretty much a it, it, it stems from feminism. I know I want to blame feminism for everything, 
But this is a very much a American feminist idea. And until you travel, you won't believe it. Until you get out of Detroit and Tupelo, you won't believe it. Ladies in America, American women, you're listening to me. This is an American idea. Now, of course, women believe that they're more liberated, so they don't have to do that, right? Because they'll say, well, I don't want to date an old man or have to marry an old man. Okay, well, you're going to be an old woman by yourself uh, eating dinner with your dog, more likely than not. And it's, here's some proof to show you. Cheers. You going to have some? Okay, tuck in, eat. Most countries around the world does not have this age thing where it's a no. Oh, it's a no. I mean, even when it comes to women that want to date younger guys, it this is an American idea. Uh, anyway, speaking my mind, shout out to the Honduran women in the building. If you guys never seen a Honduran woman, woman, check it out. Check it out. I don't know if I'll go to Honduras to see one. <laughs> but they're an interesting mix of sometimes black Latino. All right. And a lot of times those are the ones coming across the border. I learned that dating a Mexican chick. She was like, them ain't the Mexicans coming across. It's the people from Honduras and Guatemala and all of that. <laughs> We're like, what? I didn't even know it. And she was like, yeah, watch. Anytime they show it, it's the border. It's, it's, she's like, they're almost like they're black. They're darker. And she's like, you can tell, like, boy, it's always good to date people across other uh, races because they make you see things that you would never see. You just assume the people like in Tijuana are trying to run over. She was like, no, nah, man, they travel up from Honduras and Guatemala and all of that. They travel up walking. And I was like, really? Yeah, El Salvador. El Salvador. They, they, like, they walk all the way up through Mexico to get up to the border. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I was like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that for sure. So the Mexicans be like, it ain't us. Mm. Anyway, shout out to you guys. That's stuff you don't learn, man. It's stuff you don't learn. Speaking my mind says, I told you to do Biden. Hey, because we did Biden, we're getting this great economy, man. This great economy. Where is she at right hey, now? Hey, I told you to do Biden. Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody in now down there in Guatemala and El Salvador and, and Honduras. All right. Michael S. says Democrats thrive on government dependency. Wake up. Oh, but that's a trope. You know, the welfare queen trope and all of this stuff. But, you know, if, if you really study how they came along, uh, somebody can debate me on this. But go down to FDR, New Deal. FDR, his his his. um. His admiration that he had for Benito Mussolini, who was a fascist. All right. Um, he wanted to have that power here, and he actually convinced the rest of the world because he was in World War II to elect him to multiple terms, which was not against the Constitution at the time. Presidents didn't have a presidential limit at the time, but he convinced people to keep him in power, which he was chasing power for his life. And he actually got it. He actually got it. He actually died while still in power, which would which is a fascist thing to do, which is a dictator thing to do. He actually got power, kept it, and remained in power for uh, 16 years. Nobody's ever been able to do mm. 
Bruh, no president was ever able to pull that off. But because he was so fascinated with power and fascism and keeping people in dependency to him, he pulled it off and died in power. Okay, what president literally has done that? Other than people who died because of health and um and uh assassination. He pulled it off. He 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 became a fascist dictator in, in essence in American term. He served four terms in the 1900s. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like the 1800s presidents. He literally served four terms. And everybody said, well, because we were in war. All right, well, what? Well, because Churchill was the op, uh, his 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 uh, ally, and and Joseph Stalin, Joseph Stalin was his ally. Just do your history, man. Just do your history. And matter of fact, he died in office, and 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 his wife took the power before handing it over to Truman, bruh. Mm. He he died. He was an invalid, by the way. He was not. And by the time the fourth term came around, he was in a wheelchair. Dead on arrival, kind of like Joe Biden. He was basically in a wheelchair like this. <laughs> and guess who was running the office? The Hillary Clinton of the 1940s, Eleanor Roosevelt. Truman didn't even know what the hell was going on. He was like, what? Atomic bomb, what? We doing what? We going to drop what, where, when? Truman didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh, you president now. They told him weeks after uh, Roosevelt was dead. Weeks. Weeks. And while Roosevelt's dead, in power, his wife takes the reins. Now, at that particular point, you're not in democracy anymore. I'm just letting you know how it goes. <laughs> At that point, somebody says he had polio. Yeah, he was gone. And they hit, somebody said he was handicapped and they hit it for 16 years. Sounds familiar. Does that sound familiar? Right? The Shadrillorian. Hey, Shadrillorian. He says FDR was always handicapped. They hit it for 16 years. Does that sound familiar? That sounds like what we have now. That's similar to what we have right now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, if, if you want, I love when people disagree with me on that. That's literally what we got right now. Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? <laughs> There's a guy right now with a disability and they're hiding it. All right. People are leaving now. The pro-blacks are leaving. They're going, oh, I'm out of here on this. What is this? But am I lying, though? Let's just say this. I know you might not like it, but am I lying? Is literally what we got today. All right, anyway, weekend at Bernie's type stuff. Lee says, Coach said, instead of weekend at Bernie's, it's weekend at Biden's in the office. We got that right now. All right, so history does repeat itself. All right, uh... Rest in peace, RP Mike. Coach got to be lying because she told me our love is like, our love was special. And she would never do that to me. 
And then we locked pinkies and we pinky sweared on it. Did you trade blood too? Eric says, shout out to the coach mods and the gang. Be about your business, gentlemen. We in here. Somebody says, stop bring political. Stop bring political. We got to bring political, guys. It's all a part of it because people think the politics is not is separate from these issues we're having in the world. Oh, no. The politics is a part of it. Politics is a part of it. I know a young lady who's been working for as a operative for Democratic lobbyists since she was probably um, in high in late high school going into college. She she goes to college at a school in Washington, D.C. I think she graduated. She's worked for seven. She's been an operative for seven separate um, um, Democratic operatives. That get paid to push agendas. And I get to hear about it all the time. I'm like, damn, there's big money in it. There's big money in it. And these agendas get pushed and we're fighting it. Remember, this is not a gender war. It's an agenda war. So when, if it's an agenda war, this is political. It has nothing to do with the genders in essence. Okay. It's not a gender war. It's an agenda war. And these agendas get pushed and all they do is just basically say, well, racism elect me. And then they get in there and they push every agenda other than racism. They push sexism. They push the rainbow agendas. They push the economic agenda. They get in there and they start pushing all kinds of buttons. But they run on one platform and it's racism. You know why? Because they need 90% of blacks to do the job to put them in power. So it's a simple formula. And ham and eggers fall for it. And they get all riled up every four years about some racial issue. And then the power gets transferred either one way or the other. And then they start pushing all the buttons like this. What about the racial issue? Oh, yeah. Uh, here's a no-knock warrant law. Have at it. Mm. <laughs> you want a law? Oh, we'll do the no-knock warrant. Oh, we'll get a black Supreme Court justice, which is important, by the way. That one's important. Black females, that's a big one. But they start giving you a little bit of crumbs to pacify you. And to make you believe it's better now because the racist is gone and we're solving the racial issue or vice versa. We, 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 we now have somebody that is going to stick up for us so we don't have to put up with this racial issue. But then all the buttons get pushed. Now we're talking about trade wars. Now we're talking about wars and econ economy and uh, pipelines and electricity and water and all the important issues that people should run on. But you get hoodwinked and distracted by one little thing. It's a big deal. All right. So it's a, and it's a part of the problem you're in today. It's not men and women. It's not men versus woman. It's agenda versus agenda. It's not gender versus gender. It's agenda versus gender. Oh, Breezy, shout out to you. Reese Williamson, shout out to you for a thumbs up. Ron says, cold approaching in 22 is like Jesse Smollett's career dead. Cold approach is dead. I, I, I wouldn't even send nobody out the cold approach. But again, I have a strategy on that. People think it's not talking to women at all in public. No, I'm just talking about as a strategy to solve your solutions and problems in dating. Cold approach is retarded. It's not about you being scared. It's flat out retarded. All right. I, can, I would not even tell the 
the most the best man in the world to use that as a strategy it's dumb now if you're talking if you're in the same situation you're sitting in the elevator with a woman and she gives you a wink all right now we're talking about something different all right that's a whole different strategy there but i'm gonna approach 100 women to get two or four phone numbers oh Corey Washington says, how much longer before men just stop marrying completely, coach, and peace leave is a business transaction only? Well, women are going to tip that scale, not men. Men are already scared of marriage. But I think what's going to happen is women are going to push the envelope of business transaction selling peace leave and because it's going to be their decision. They're going to push the envelope of not getting married. Because they're going to do this. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. So men have brought it to a certain level of refusing to marry. But women are going to tip the scale and push it all the way over. Because they're going to say it's better for us to not be married anyway. Now you have what they want. (laughs) Somebody says, Coach, repurposed the CGA Got Game channel to PUA. Oh, I get it now. Uh, Charlie Brown, coach, do a live streaming on the Monopoly game of life. Hashtag free agent. You know what I would do is because Angry Man is the one I heard talk about it like this. What I would do is I'd probably bring him on so he could talk about it. He talks about it. It's funny as hell. And we can expand on it. You know what I mean? The whole game of Monopoly game, we can expand on it and make it fun. So that's probably what I'll do. Uh, Purple Hay says the examples you show were... Black, do you think other races handle great charges differently or or wise in keeping themselves out of the situation? Well, then later on, I before that, we showed you the black guys. But later on, I brought up Bill Clinton and Dominique Strauss and all of those guys, too. So it does happen on their side. But, it, it, you know, and I've talked about Bob Dylan. All right. And we talked about Kirk Douglas and we talked about Hugh Hefner. So there are situations where it works negative against them, too. It's a it's a man issue. So it does happen to them too. But I also think white guys don't get caught up in tricking conversations. When was the last time you heard a white guy say, you're a trick? I'm just going to rest it right there. They don't mind tricking. You know what I mean? They don't mind the concept of paying for a woman's time or paying her to leave, as Charlie Sheen would say, or paying for the access. Like, they don't mind it. It's not a thing to them. They don't have an ego of getting women for the purpose of getting. Now, PUAs do. That's a whole nother thing. PUAs are low level white guys tend to be. (laughs) They trailer park trash in the essence. All right. So PUAs on the white guys, they're trailer park trash. So they have to use strategies and and convince you or or they're salesmen. I'll, I'll just give them a leg up. They're salesmen. They're selling you something. Because they have success at it because they're on the top of the food chain. All right, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. So they have the ability to sell you a program when they're on the top of the food chain and make it look like it's possible for you. But white guys, when it comes to paying for women, they don't they don't have that hang up that black men are going to do. And so a black celebrity will walk into problems that a white celebrity might not. Like a Charlie Sheen don't walk into that problem. He literally be like, "Yep." I'm a big old trick. Like it ain't even a conversation. It's not a stigma to them. But a black guy will have money and and, and refuse the trick and then find himself like Mike Tyson. 
and find them because they're doing it to normies. Hey, you can't do it to normies. Uh, Zero Fallout says, I'll, ma- I'll be making 7K more this year and starting my new position. Even though we only grow 15% this year, I'm still working six days a week. Forecast looks good so far. C19 couldn't keep me down. Appreciate you, man. That's what we're talking about right there. Juan Pamera says, coach with the 241, drop daughter off in the Kaylee pickup. The two for one, coach with the two. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, dude, that girl would have hopped in a ride. Yep, she was like cutting eyes. Waha. But now that I see it, I'm glad I see it now because I'm like, yeah, I I already knew it confirmed. Instead of me going, I'm going to take advantage of it, it confirms what I believe. And the worst thing you can do as a man is confirm what you believe sometimes because it's going to mess with your head. Link says, uh, Coach, instead of weekend at Bernie's, it's weekend at Biden's office. You never see him other than when they roll his ass out there. Nameless Injury says, Coach, is still happening. Read up on the president of Florida International in Florida, resigning after 40 years, chasing peace leave at work. No pipe control. You guys got to literally have pipe control. And I say, man, men are the enemies of themselves guys want to make women out to be the enemies we're no longer taking that approach in 2022 you're your own worst enemy yep because you're always looking for a perfect solution and it's always around women it ain't around money do y'all sit around and think about how to make money as much as you think about how to get with women ask yourself that because if you're doing too much or more uh whatever it is uh let's see here yeah, I see it right here. He got a paycheck. It's an old white guy. At work. Man, just go to the massage parlor. I got money. <laughs> Jeez. Go take your hand. Guys, stop, stop killing your whole careers over some woman at work. I'm a, Man, women at work are not your targets. Nameless entry. Thank you, man. Mitch PNW. Is that Pacific Northwest? Shout out to you, Mitch. Are you in Portland? Ty says, KS has started to use the same talking points as you. Now about men not taking women seriously in the ages of 18 to 30. He says, almost sounds like the free agent lifestyle. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if that's the case. But, you know, we all use similar talking points and such. So I can't say. Can't say for sure. But I wouldn't know because I don't watch the show. Right. You know, I can only watch so many phone calls. Not that I don't support him, but I got a lot of stuff to do. Um, Like I'm on air for six hours a day, bro. Like I, what I do is very time consuming. Like a lot of people be like, oh, you stole this from that. I'm like, I don't even have time to watch more than three videos a day. I, I can't even do it. And when I watch them, it's in chipmunk mode. It's in two. It's in level two speed. So I'm literally doing my show in the morning. Then I do my errands. I do stretch rehab. I do my massages. I do my workout. I eat lunch. I might have a straggle daggle for a, 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 not a straggle daggle. I might meet up with somebody for a snack. Then I pick up my kids from school. Then I'm back here getting ready for the evening show. Then I pick up my son from basketball practice. Then I body settle down. It's eight o'clock. <sighs> then I eat dinner or I got to make them dinner. Then Kaylee ironing board tail come over here. 
By the time I kick her out, it's 1030. I'm going, man, I better go to sleep because I got to get up at six in the morning, walk my dog, feed her. Bro, my day is busy as hell. I don't got time to be sitting around watching YouTube. I don't have a desk job. Right. And so I don't have time to be stealing from other people or nor do I have time to be watching them steal my stuff. But I'm going to tell you this. I have made a significant impact in this sphere. So if I say anything close to anybody else has said compared to what I've donated to this sphere, I don't want to hear it. A lot of people have gotten off doing stuff or saying something similar to what I said. So I don't ha- I don't make it a beef. So if I happen to just say something that's similar to someone else, I'll, da- I'll be damned if you could come out here and try to say I stole a damn thing. I'm in the damn urban dictionary and some of these fools wish they were where I was. So, and I'm a published author and I have a public speaking career and I have multiple channels and I have multiple channels on top of that. (laughs) Rank me where you want to rank me, but you ain't ranking me at the bottom and I'm nowhere near the middle. So it don't matter what my subscriber numbers say, I'm somewhere near the top. So we're near the top. You can put me whatever order from there, but it is what it is. But if people would just start mentioning my name, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, and the nine eleven, I got three cars, two motorcycles. Man, I ain't got time to be sitting around watching other people try to, you know, steal my stuff, watching a program. You know, it is what it is. Freddie Frappuccino says, unless you're a normie yourself, leave them alone. Unless you're a normie yourself, leave normies alone. It's all love between content creators. Hey, listen, I must was messing with this woman. She was like 45. At the time, I probably was 38. This woman was a freaky deaky. I'm talking about an iron aboard. She was iron aboard as hell, but she was sloppy. So anyway, she had been divorced. She'd been divorced, and she told me, Cause I was telling, I was thinking about getting into a relationship with a girl and she said, no, don't do it. You're not ready yet. And I said, what do you mean? She was like, you shouldn't mess with normal women for until another five years. This is while I was going through my divorce. And so she was like, until after your divorce in another five years, you shouldn't mess with normal woman. This was a woman telling me this. She said, no more normal women. Meaning no more women that are going to meet you and I want a relationship and I want to move in and I want to. She was like, no, she was the first woman to give me the free agent lifestyle. And what she says makes sense. She's like, you're not ready for a relationship. You're not ready for that. You need to recover from that, build from that. She said, if you want to have fun, go have fun, meaning have fun with the likes of her that are just going to come over here. Do this and that. If you want to pay for women, she was like, pay for women. Do whatever you want. She was like, no normal women. No normies. He says, why were you listening to that woman? She literally, that literally saved me. That literally was like, wow. Because I never distinguished between normal and not normal. But what was happening was you're getting with women and they walk you down the same line. Oh, um. I want a date and I want a relationship. I'm looking for the love of my life. She woke me up with that one. Somebody said she ain't dropped in. She she got what she wanted. She only saw me twice. (laughs) She only saw me twice. She didn't get what she wanted. She got some other salami from other guys. But you guys start dating these women off Tinder 
repackaged, repackaged women that are always going to say the same thing. Well, I'm looking for the love of my life, looking for romance. How many women are going to tell you that? Say, just leave them alone. Leave the normies alone. I tell you this all the time. Leave the normies alone. Leave them alone. Because here's the reality of a normie. She's a Owen. She's a Owen. A normie is an Owen. She's, she's highly unsuccessful at relationships. So she will still fantasize about what she wants. She'll be 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Still saying the same thing. I want a man, a relationship, the love of my life. I want my soulmate. She will never win. She will never get what she wants. I'm not happy. When it doesn't work, she pulls the plug and she goes out there to find that little tingle again. A normie is never going to be good at relationships. Because it's always what she can get in her fantasy. But you guys keep going out here with normies. When I see a normie, I run. I'll be like, nope, 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 you too, nope. He said normies get pissed with you, a normie. Normie's always trying to drop, drop this relationship. He ain't doing what he was supposed to be doing. Let me find another one. Oh, he ain't went. They never throw in a towel. Then they won't have any value, and they still out here trying to be out here. Well, 45 is the new time to buy. 65 is the new sexy. They'll never throw in a towel. Stop with the normies. You'll never be successful with them. They'll be divorced two, three, four, five times, still trying to meet their soulmate. Four, dad, four baby daddies, they want somebody to rescue that. That's a normie. Leave them alone. God. Leave them hope. That's hopeless romantic. Leave them alone. It should be a sign to run. Hopeless romantics are hopeless for a reason. It's that they will never be pleased. Leave them alone, guys. It's going to be the, it's the best decision you make in your life. Run from normies. Run from hopeless romantics. They are almost the most toxic people on the dating marketplace. Because they're getting the impossible. And despite the fact that they're 99 to 100% unsuccessful, they'll still do it. They'll still try to get it. 10 years on the marketplace, 20 years on the marketplace, 40 years on the marketplace, 70 years on the marketplace. They still trying to get this fantasy fulfilled. Despite the fact that the man gave them fantasy, he gave it to her at one point and then he stopped doing it. She pulls the plug and bruh, leave them alone. They'll never be happy. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, they're stacking L's like crazy. And they don't change nothing about their life. They are never the wrong one. Leave them alone. It's not that they're bad people. It's that you're never going to be successful with them because they have yet to have success themselves. They've yet to have success at their angle, and they won't throw in a towel. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, Street Fighter says, took off work today. Life is good. Shout out to the coach gang and props to you, good sir. Free agent for life. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your day off. Link says, coach, uh, would you have uh, would you have to let the mag not be the name interview, named interview you on the spear? Uh, what? 
Oh, I see. Oh, the mag not to be named. Oh, I wouldn't do a mainstream interview with anybody. I know Obsidian just did an interview with somebody on the mainstream. I wouldn't do an interview with anybody. See, the purpose of my content is to educate men. It has nothing to do with these normies and people on the mainstream outside blue pill matrix, whatever you want to call them, plugged in people. It's not for them. It's for you. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to debate nobody. I'm not trying to be big. I'm not trying to be the be on TV. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm not trying to be a celebrity. I'm trying to help men, educate them, and then warn them and try not to get you to walk into the trap. I'm trying to get you to open your eyes. I don't have nothing to debate a feminist about. I don't have nothing to debate black women about. Shout out to Loud Pockets on the Cash App. I'm not trying to be big like that. Pause. Who else on the Cash App? So they can come to me all they want. They'll get ignored. Hi, I'm from this magazine. Well, good for you. I don't want no interview. I don't need you to try to measure up my talking points to see how, like, I don't want to go on these podcasts, normie podcasts, and go out there and say my stuff to people. Their audience don't even want to hear my stuff. Why give them free shots? I don't need that many subscribers to go out there to these people. It, I ain't trying to do that. So, um, I don't, like magazines and UTV shows out here, I get these casting calls all the time. And hi, I'm an agent from here. Go take that somewhere else. Uh, unless you got a contract, I'm not trying out for nothing, right? You're going to hire me. And you're going to pay me for my rate and my time. I'm a producer, all right? I'm not coming to try out. I'm not coming to a cast. I'm not coming to an interview unless I'm getting paid. Because I'm going to talk my ish over here regardless. All right, I don't need you to broadcast it across the world for them to uh, try to shoot me down and set me up. I don't have nothing to prove. I don't have anything to prove to anyone. Yeah, I wouldn't go on The View. I wouldn't go on any of these shows. I have nothing to prove, all right? My proof is in the pudding. I could just point at my proof. Go look out there at the dating marketplace. I'll wait. Go look out here at the relationship between black men and black women. I'll wait. It's healthy. Great. Okay, go ahead. If you want to believe that. All right. All I got to do is point. Look at this. I'll do my public speaking for people who want me to speak. I'll get my fee. Um, I'll go to audiences that share similar ideas. It's not that I don't want to debate or can't debate. There's nothing to me to prove. It's It's literally... That the racism that we're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet almost means the diets don't work for you the same. All right, that's what it literally is. All right, what do I have to prove out here? The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. See, uh, it, it, what's going to happen is somebody going to want me to go debate that. <laughs> People literally like, okay, come to my show and debate that. Like, how do I? I'm sitting on the stage looking at her. All I can think about is an insult 
to even just get me out of the building here. They're clapping for everything she says. The diets don't work the same because of stress and racism and all this stuff. And I'm going to be sitting over there like, <laughs> it's going to be me like, see, in those situations, you can't win. Why would I put myself in that? Why would I argue against that? I always tell you, don't argue against women. Why would I? Like, what's my rebuttal to that? <laughs> that I can get away with on a show with an audience, with that audience. You see what I'm saying? What rebuttal can I get away with without them saying, see, look at him. See, he's uh, he's a misogynist. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what part do you want me to pick that apart on? I'll be here all day and they won't even let me get a word. That's right. Yeah. Why would you, are you saying there's no racism? You know, they basically do a lot of, so you're saying, so you're saying there's no, you know, they will pick out, what do they call it when, when they pick out uh, one word? I have it in my book. So you say you're proving a point and they basically pick out the one thing. Oh, straw man, straw man. Yeah. So you're making a good ass point, but then you literally are like, yeah, the racism is not that bad. Oh, wait a minute. What? I'm like, oh, see, now I'm defending racism. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about something legit. I was kicking your ass and then you will literally pull out the one thing that you can attack and you'll attack that point. Now, nah, forget that, dude. I'm not I'm not stupid. Yeah, they cherry pick. Uh, your statements. People try to do that here. So what do you mean? The white liberals don't have power? No, you give them power. Well, what do you, oh, I can't take it no more. You shuffling Uncle Tom, <laughs> right? And I can literally pro prove that they would have no power unless you voted them in. I could prove it. Hey, I told you to do Biden. <laughs> they needed 95% of women like that to do that exact thing. If they got 89%, there would be no Biden. Hey, I told you to do Biden. There would be no Biden. You see what I mean? But then they will cherry pick that. Well, that, that's not true. That's not true. They needed 96% and they got it. Hey, I told you to do Biden. <laughs> It's a simple math formula to me. All right. Last couple, man, and we're going to get out of here. Corey Washington says some of the best free agent lifestyle advice I got or I ever got came from a 45-year-old Kaylee who was a therapist and her clients were mostly black men. She helped. Yeah, man, it, it is what it is because they know because they will speak and not be programmed. Shout out to uh, Dwayne Washington. Appreciate you for being here. Mr. Palmer, he said, same here, uh, Coach F the L Magazine. Shout out to Mr. Palmer. Go subscribe to his channel. He's the original guy. Not the original guy, but he's one of the best guys out here doing the child support and other issues as well. But I ain't got nothing to prove to no L Magazine. L Magazine, you can email me a million times. I ain't never going to interview with you. I ain't never going to interview with no one close to the likes of you. I have nobody, nothing to say to you. And, Gus, and trust me, guys, I worked in a profession where I did interviews for a living, meaning I had did post-game interviews. I did, po guys, they write what they want to write. I've been featured in a newspaper so many times. I'll go back and read the article. What the hell is this? 
Who said that? I didn't say that. They they pick and choose what they want to represent you as. I know it's an L when you're dealing with journalists because they have the power of the pen and they have the audience manufactured already. You could be kicking their ass and making great points, but it's about what they put in there. They can put what they want in there. So I would never subject myself to that, even if I have the full unedited version of the interview. They have the bigger audience. I can put my version out all day long, but I have less of an audience. And guess what? Only small portion of my audience is going to look at it. But a large part of the normies are going to watch me get destroyed. And I could have destroyed the journalists left and right. All right. I got big old frame things of me being pictured in, in, in newspaper papers for coaching jobs and coaching uh, accolades and all of this stuff. And I read the article. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I don't remember saying that. Why did they choose to highlight that part of the interview? I know what happens here. The power of the pen and the power of the audience is a big deal. Um, oh, I thought we were getting done here. Daniel McGee says leverage options. And with this, I got money. Younger retired, no cap says all press equals good press, except uh, when it comes to RP space. Look at Big John. RP space needs to know, man, we're a small audience. We're a small part of YouTube. It's growing. But even, even if you have big numbers, all of your supporters, all of your numbers aren't supporters. All of your audience, all of your audience aren't supporters. There's people here that are praying and praying for your downfall. There's people here looking to sabotage you. There's people here looking to troll you. There's people here looking to hate you. There's people here looking, watching me for two and a half hours just to disagree with everything that I say. I've been featured in newspaper articles about my stuff. I didn't even, I wasn't even part of the problem. <laughs> and they literally did what? They literally said, oh, this guy's an extremist. And he he didn't even order a T-shirt from this guy, Coach Greg Adams. He just saved and bookmarked the T-shirt store. That's how they tied me into a very vicious crime. A crime against humanity that another man decided to do. They didn't say he was a subscriber. They didn't say he was a super chatter. They didn't say, they said he bookmarked my Etsy store, and they put me in the headline in my picture. And I'm going to interview with these people? Huh? <laughs> I would never interview with these people. They're not out to hear me. They're not out to see put my point of view out. They're out to destroy me. They're out to destroy and make me look bad. And that's what the media does for anyway. It's not just red pill space. It's for anybody. They'll make Joel Osteen look bad. And he's supposed to be a good Christian guy that are helping people. Then he closed the doors when it started flooding in Houston. Guess what? They tore his ass up. <laughs> it was the New York Post article. My name in the damn headline, my damn picture. These people aren't about to be fair to me. <laughs> and so again, especially if you get past 100,000 subscribers, guys, the people who are watching you, they're not all supporters. I want you guys to know that. They're not all supporters. It's not that you got 100,000 people liking you. 
you got a small percentage of the group that loves you, uh, a percentage of the group that are hearing you, a small percent that are listening, and then everybody after that is a equal part of hate, hate watching, disagree, vehemently disagree, want to see you fail. Some supporters, like by the time you pass 100K, you're you're in you're in dicey territory. Anyway, Larry Portis, another delete by Gump in Houston. Uh, an old boyfriend murked the new boyfriend. He says, poke boyfriend in the neck when he went to get his stuff from the ex-ex's house. Again, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, Street Fighter says, coach, in a debate, he says, in debate to her point, diabetes is not hereditary. The diets just don't work the same in her family. Or she might say diabetes runs in my family or overweightness runs in my family. She might say something like that. And then I might say, no, no one runs in your family. That's an old fitness trainer joke. Yeah, no one runs in your family. All right. That's why all of these other things run in your family, because no one runs in your family. Last thing here, uh, Ty says, he says, handle her the same as the one in the 21 convention. If you have the microphone, Ray McKinney says, I can't get over how the diet lady says it's literally it's literally that. All right. He says uh, she had all the time in the world to prepare. The camera's rolling. And she says that. For sure. Coach Junior got an article in the news for my street racing L. <laughs> it's an L. It's never going to make you look good. Shout out to everybody. Ty says, uh, when they call you a Tom, just start tap dancing. Guys, that's a that's a weak argument. The Uncle Tom, you are Uncle Tom, has got to be one of the weakest art. You might as well say a misogynist. You might, might like, it proves nothing. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Shout out says, um... Um, 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 Michael Wu says what the coach is saying is not new. Free agent lifestyle was called hero's journey and or renaissance, man. You just got to monetize yourself. And so you're absolutely right. Matter of fact, I'm saying, um, a lot of philosophers think, uh, agree, um, a long time. And they're saying sort of the same thing, just like Napoleon Hill. I read his book after I wrote my book and I was like, wow, <laughs> right. I was like, this is very similar to what my thought was. Right. Same thing as being a renaissance man. Same thing as being a forever bachelor. Forever bachelor in the 70s and 80s were often thought of as selfish men who didn't marry. They were just going to play the field, live in their apartment, their very luxurious apartment and have girls rotating like he was Jack Tripper. So there were guys that were called forever bachelors in the 70s and the 80s, and they were very much criticized. That was free agent lifestyle before it was in 2021. What Napoleon Hill's talking about of sexual transmutation, being the best version of yourself, outwitting the devil, that's free agent lifestyle. That's similar, right? So just know nothing new is under the sun, right? But people do arrive at the same thought by doing what? Unplugging yourself. Napoleon Hill says unplug yourself. Renaissance man says, um, involve yourself in the disciplines of all things, not just one. So a Renaissance man will be 
proficient in music, art, science. Who was a Renaissance man? Um, the guy that uh, painted uh, Mona Lisa. Uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Da Vinci. Leonardo Da Vinci. It was a joke, by the way. Leonardo DiCaprio was a joke. All right, we're about to wrap it up. Da Vinci was proficient in anatomy, physiology, art, science, music, all of that. So Leonardo da Vinci, I have a book right here. I don't know. You can't really see it, but it's off. So I have a book on Leonardo da Vinci. So I'm scrolling through the book, and they're detailing how he would draw either perfect or not perfect. He would sketch anatomy. Basically, like, um, he would take dead people, right, uh, what we would call um, people who donated their bodies to science. He would draw anatomically what the insides of everybody's organs look like. A lot of his drawings were the details of that. So he was a student in anatomy. So then by the time he paints the Mona Lisa, he knows anatomy very well. So well that he painted one of the most perfect portraits of another person or himself in drag. So you see how it comes together? It's not that he just painted a woman. The anatomical way that he painted it was so ahead of every other artist. It wasn't just a a messed up figure of a person. It was a almost a perfect anatomical representation of a person. And he got that because he was a student in anatomy. You see what I'm saying? That's a Renaissance man. He knows not just one thing and, and try to monetize off that one thing. He knows a bunch of things. <laughs> Shout out to, yeah, he was a great inventor. Well, he invented things. So that's a Renaissance man. The Renaissance man have been gone. You guys go to college, you major in one discipline, and then you try to make that happen. So anyway, shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio for painting the Mona Lisa. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, shout out to the coach. Game. Let me see if I got all the super chats right. Uh, but thank you, Michael Wu. I know you better give me my credit, though. Oh, uh, yeah, the woman that was supposed to have sat down for the painting was a, a, a someone in her neighborhood that paid him to paint her. And it took him 16 years to paint the damn thing, which is another thing I didn't know. I was blown away. I was like, really? And there's multiple layers to that painting. It took him years to paint that, you know, because he was a perfectionist. All right, somebody says that. Anyway, so learn multiple disciplines, but don't be a jack-of-all-trade master of nuns. Don't chase multiple rabbits. But learn other things other than what you uh, will try to get paid off of. And shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio. We out of here. Uh, where's the, what, what are we going to, we'll go off on this lady right um, here. And here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you.